All right. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Modern Goonies podcast. I'm your host, Trevor King Minor, and on the mic today, I've got my lovely co-host, Chandler Schwing. Well, thank you for the compliment. I am pretty lovely. How's it going, you fine folks and uh, gentlemen and ladies? And for the return of the first time in a year, we've got good old Dubby Dan. What's up, Dustin? Howdy. And for the first time ever, and for the last time in our current apartment, is John Noah. Oh, what hey, an entrance. John. It's fucking great to have you on here, finally. I've been begging this guy to be on for pretty much the entirety of our podcast. All right, so I want to start off this show by uh, apologizing to you guys for the lack of content. I've just been crazy busy lately, going through the process of changing jobs, which I now have a longer commute. I just got back from vacation, started and ended a relationship. We had a wedding. We had bachelor parties. We had several birthdays within one month. Been working on music, just been working out. I don't even get home till like 8 o'clock anymore. Um, to, so, uh, to clarify, Trevor did not have a wedding with the girl that he dated. Yeah, that no, that's how the relationship ended. Was it started and yeah, then I had, divorced he her. Yeah, had the wedding and yeah. then it ended. It was very abrupt. Yeah, it but, was uh, fucking traumatizing. We're all uh, <laughs> moving on and learning from it. So thank God. I've just I've had very little time to record a podcast, let alone like actually record the damn thing. Um, so. You know, and now to add to that, we are finally moving out of our apartment. I'm about to be moving somewhere else, so that just tacks on a bunch of other shit that I have to do. Um, so for the sake of time, we're going to start going to an audio-only format, which it just allows me to do a lot less editing, where I can just record and upload a podcast in like a day or two rather than a week or, you know, every other month. Um, so hopefully this will allow for us to put out a little bit more content as well as be able to give you guys like our take on current events as they come out uh, rather than having like a really big delay. Um, so with all of that being said, why don't we go ahead and get on to our show? So today we're going to be discussing some election issues in the wake of the 2020 election where Biden has currently won and Trump right now is refusing to concede. Um, so we kind of want to start this off by, uh, and some people are kind of confused on our political opinions uh, which, granted, I think even I am sometimes. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, do any of us like have like a concrete like idea of like what your political ideology is? Not really. No, should I don't. Anyone? No, for that matter. No. Well, honestly, that's always been my take. Is that I don't think you should subscribe solely to like one party and one belief. I don't. I never. Should, it should be pretty malleable. Yeah, I never take on just like one party. I could go either way on any issue, and that's fine with me. But some people are like, nah, like red or blue. So um, because of this, I kind of wanted to see where all of us lied in our political beliefs. So I had all of us take the I side with quiz, which you answer a couple of questions or you could answer like the long format of it. And it will pretty much tell you where you stand politically if you do want to subscribe to a certain party or a certain candidate. Um, so this has been a total surprise. I just asked everyone here tonight to take the quiz and then when we talk about it right now. Um, so why don't we why don't we start? All right, Dub, you're you're first up, man. What? So you ended up taking this quiz earlier today. What were your results? Uh, well, in terms of parties that I guess I coincide with, apparently I'm 89% green, environment environmentalism left wing, and shout out to Mark Thompson, uh, 86% socialist, and then transhumanist, 84% democratic, 84%. Peace and freedom, 83%. American solidarity, 82%. Wow. I don't know. I, I was really surprised that I <laughs> it was more socialist than anything, but I guess like retrospectively, like the questions I answered, it makes it makes more sense. Yeah. 
And yeah, I just want to clarify that like just because this is what it labeled us as doesn't mean that's what we are or subscribe to. It's no, just it's uh, Dub's a communist now. Yeah, no, Dub Dub has always been a very staunch communist, so we know oh, for a fact this is a fucking this lie. This just reaffirms it. Yeah. Um yeah, okay. Dub. So when you look at like the the uh, candidates on your list, what what's like your primary candidate that it says that you would vote for? Uh I'm not very affiliated with politics, but I'm familiar with the name Kamala Harris, 92%. Holy shit. Wow. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, you're going to have to explain to me because I didn't get a chance to look into even who she is or like... Oh, you don't know who Kamala no, Harris is? No. She's our vice president-elect. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, completely uneducated. I don't pay attention to politics. Wow. Okay. Hey, no. That, hey, that's tough. This will make for a fun episode then. Yeah, no. Kamala Harris is our... Uh, she's our Biden's VP right now. VP. Yeah. Dope. Okay. All right, Chandler, you're up next. Okay. Well, before we get into that, where do you see like on your results, like your likely candidate? Here, let me see your phone. my ballot. Yeah, I got it on my ballot. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Mine is interesting. Trump. Okay. <laughs> no. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. So t- All right. T- discuss your results first, and then tell us your candidate. Okay. Uh, mine's. Pretty similar to Dub. I'm a uh, 85% green, 85% peace and freedom, which I don't even like know what like political party or affiliation that is. Uh, 82% democratic, 80% transhumanist, 80% socialist, 73% American solidarity, 45 libertarian, 21% constitution, and 14% republican. Uh, interesting here for my ballot. Uh, hold on. Uh, are, we, are we just doing uh, like top three? Or? Uh, I, I'm fine with that, or like top three, or like top five. Uh, let's just do top three, I guess. Uh, I'm 83% Bernie Sanders, which I mean, I guess we can get into later. But you know, like four years ago, I'd have been like, oh fuck, yeah. fuck Bernie. Yeah, no, yeah, like, we we will get into that because that uh, is something I wanted to mention. 83% Michelle Obama, uh, oddball right here. No idea why this is on here for the uh, Independent Party. 82%. Dwayne Johnson. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I, he was on mine, too. I was uh, So, it, like, it gives some that are, like, speculative uh Holy Hannah, I'm 80% Kanye West? I don't want to fucking vote for Kanye I'm, West. Yeah, I'm, music 60, is trash. I'm 60, 66% Kanye what West. What the fuck? Yeah, so this is giving you, like, speculative uh, 2024 candidates that people have, like, expressed interest in, but nothing Mark concrete. Wait, wait, how is Kanye West healthcare and science? I've got him for foreign policy and national security. Wait, does that mean I agreed on his his points of view in healthcare and science, or that he is? No, no, no. You you agreed eighty three percent or whatever the fuck it is with Kanye West on those certain issues. Oh, oh. If you click on whatever candidate, it shows you which ones you agreed with. Yeah, it'll also show you on the party like where you stand and where you. Okay. Do you support the legalization of same sex marriage? Okay. Yes, but allow churches the right to refuse same sex ceremonies. I didn't vote that. Well, well, it should show you what you said and what he said. It should show you. Oh, well, I don't agree with that. How the hell is that? Well, did you say yes? Or? I said I said yes to legal. I, I don't even remember that question being on. So there, it lumps. Yeah. So it lumps that you. Wasn't even a question on mine. So it lumps you into because you said yes and because he said yes, even though he had a caveat. It lumps you together as in you had the same answer because you both said yes. Okay. Look, I'll I'll, uh, I'll just go ahead and say this. If my dad watches it, uh, I love you. Uh, don't think differently of me because 83% was Bernie Sanders. So I still love you, you, Dad. You were the one that I was the most interested in in taking this quiz because I know you've been kind of like libertarian for a long time or you kind of like thought thought of yourself in that way. So I was like genuinely curious to see what your answers would be because 
I know we agree on politics like a lot and I do consider myself like I do have a lot of libertarian views but I feel like I also a lot of my ideas are like liberal as well so I was interested to see what yours came out as well go ahead and uh, say yours Trevor mm. and then we can start dissecting we'll let John things. go we'll let John go before okay me. go ahead John I'll do my best here. All right, so I didn't have any 80% anything or even 70% anything like Dub and Chandler, but I had 64% libertarian, 63% peace and freedom, 60% democratic, 55% transhumanist, what is I, I don't know what that is. I don't. I don't either. 55% American solidarity, 54% green. Apparently, I fuck the environment yeah, is what I said. Damn, John is like right in the middle. Um, John's not leaning anyway. 54% socialist, and then 40 Republican and 32 Constitution. And for my ballots, I have... 87% Mark Cuban. Hell yeah. Which, Luka Doncic. Let's fucking go. 100% I agree with. If he were to ever run, I would vote for him. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Like, let's Hell go yeah. Mavs. 2021, baby. <laughs> it, it, it Dallas might, Mavericks. <laughs> it might be because I am a huge Mavericks fan and I follow it Mark Cuban. Me. Like, I love him. Everything he does, I support. Like, he is the best owner in any sports industry. He is... An amazing person, and what if Duke or Duke, uh, what if Dirk was his uh, VP elect? I, uh, I don't. John think... would fucking nut into the strategy. <laughs> that would be illegal. You, you would have to wake me up because I would go comatose and <laughs> not think the world is real. Um, again, with Dwayne Johnson for my second, I am seventy-five percent Dwayne Johnson. That's so weird to me. Is he supposed to be running? Once again, I think it's just like speculative. People who might have expressed interest in in something at some point. And I haven't seen there. a single thing about him even being slightly interested. I guess it'd be the same thing as like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, well, I mean, I mean at he's least kind of the he same type of like some like stance in government because he was the governor of California for I, I don't know how long. A while, which is still yeah. really weird to think about in hindsight. Okay, so I just looked that up and according to <laughs> muscleandfitness.com, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is seriously considering a bid for 2024. You know what's really scary <laughs> is I feel like he could get like some kind of pull up he would be like, oh, "Dude, I love Fast and the Furious. I want I want the Rock to be um, yeah, that president." That. No That's bullshit. Why. If I knew his platform and I slightly agreed with it, I would definitely vote for the Rock. Like okay. shitty I mean, movies for everyone. I, I honestly like The Rock as a person. He's really cool. Fun fact: he has his own pond that he stalks fish with, and he loves to fish all the time. Which okay, we know who John's voting so for. Yeah, that's all John needs. Has my vote? Like, yeah. He literally already has the best campaign slogan. Like, he literally can just like walk up to the podium and just be like, "Can you some Yeah. People are just gonna fuck. Oh, Dwayne! Dude, honestly, if you're everywhere, if your campaign slogan unitard, like his little underwear, if your campaign slogan was "fuck Vince McMahon," I'd vote for you. Like that's just that's all we need. Okay, I would too. Vince McMahon's a fucking cop. Yeah, what a piece of shit. All right, so here we'll we'll move on. Oh wait, you got more? Well, that's only two of my uh, electees. My whatever my ballots would be. Let's just do top three. Um, I won't do five. Okay, it doesn't matter. So, who is three? Pete, Budiak, Budiak. Yeah, booty well, booty ch- I don't booty find booty eggs. actually. I think booty, booty eggs. Booty, I'm going to say booty eggs, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> Pete Booty Eggs is 64%. Never heard of that name I, I, in my he entire is, life. He is a gay mayor from, is it Indiana or Idaho? It, it's some 
ru- more rural state. Yeah, he. If it's Idaho, I don't like him. If it's Indiana, eh, he's okay. What do you have against? The Idaho? fuck's against a uh, yeah? Because I'm not no ho. Uh, you know. Anyway, well, you're at sixty-four. <laughs> so you're sixty-four percent of a turd pusher, I guess. Oh, he's the, he's a mayor. He's a mayor in South Bend, Indiana. But he had a presidential bid for the Democratic nomination this year, and he he actually got a lot of traction. Um, I think I don't know exactly what the main problem with him is. I think Mark says he's like a corporate shill, but I mean, who fucking knows if that's coming okay. from Mark? So Mark says that about everybody. Yeah. Besides well, Bernie, that's my top three. Um, really, the only one that matters is Mark Cuban, and he's my number one. Yeah. So that, right. that's really all I care about. Okay. That's pretty ironic. Uh, well, let's go to yours, Trevor. All what right. do you got? So. I have never heard of this party before in my fucking life, but I got 82% American solidarity. And I don't even know. I want to look that up because I don't even know what the fuck American solidarity is. I mean, if I had to just use context clues, I guess it's solidarity. Just, you just want, I oh, guess <laughs> what's best for the American people. Okay. So here, here, here is a very contradictory statement right off the bat. If you look, if you look at Wikipedia, the American Solidarity Party is a Christian Democratic political party in the United States, which obviously Christian Democratic political party is not That's what I am. Right up your alley, <laughs> what, isn't it? Whatever, fucking, soever. Um, incorporated in 2016 as the party of national uh, local chapter was the party's nomination in 2020. The importance of strong families, local communities, and voluntary associations. Socially conservative political party. But I don't believe in social conservatism, so that's kind of weird. Religious freedom, I mean, I believe in that. Social market economy, this, what a, what a fucking contradictory ass thing this is. I don't even know. Okay, so anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm 82% American solidarity, 74% Green Party, but I think that's only because of my staunch, like, we should do what we can to get away from fossil fuels kind of thing on the green, on the environmental issues. 73% peace and freedom, 71% democratic, 68% socialist, blah, 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 blah. But the, the most important one that I want to stress here is I am currently 29% Republican. So God damn it, Trevor. So, but I would, so I want to talk, I want to talk a little bit about this. I, I don't want to get into it too much right now, but so currently right now in 2020, I'm 29% Republican. When I first took this test, like when I, when I first knew what this was, I was a junior in high school. And Mark Thompson got me to take this test because he thought that my views, he thought that I would end up whatever percentage Democrat more than I thought I was. I, when I took this test for the first time, I was 97% Republican is what I was in when I was 97, 97% Republican is what I was. So in seven years, I have gone from 97% to 29% Republican. I have definitely inched my way more left and, and, as you were talking about earlier, each time I take this test, I have gotten more left, like no matter what. So I started as far right as I could. And then like, I think the next time I took it, I was only like 60% right. And then the next time I took it, I was dead center, like both left and right. And then this time that I've taken it, I am now, yeah, you know, what I that am is? now more left. That, that's called real life experiences and meeting people mm-hmm. like you going to college and seeing other people's opinions and yep. actually being open-minded and not stuck in a small town yep. full of KKK. So I want to I want to get to that, but before I do that, let me. So my uh, my ballot, my number one guy is eighty eight percent Mark Cuban. 
Hell yeah. Hell That's fucking yeah. And then 78% uh, Dwayne Johnson. Why is Dwayne Johnson in everyone's know. top three? 76% Michelle Obama, 74% Bernie, 74% Camilla. Oh, I don't like this one. I don't like 74% AOC. That's not. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. So, right, so I, basically what we've learned from this uh, entire thing was if Dwayne ever runs, everyone will vote for him. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, I guess so. Dwayne's got 79% of the entire population's vote. Yeah. It's it's interesting because I get lumped in with some of these candidates because I am a strong non-interventionalist, which is like, uh, so if you've ever heard of Tulsa Gabbard, that's pretty much what she runs on. And it's like, I don't think we should involve like anything in any foreign bullshit. We just pull all of our stuff in. We are isolationist. We don't fucking touch anyone else's affairs unless it's like dire straits. Like we don't fuck, we don't fuck with other countries, like none of that. And that lumps me in with like a lot of weird Republicans. Like Sultans of Swing? What? I got it. Thanks, John. I don't, I don't know At what that is. Dire Straits is a band. Okay. Uh, I'll act like we, I know that reference. Did you know that? Did I did not catch okay, the reference. Okay, there we go. All right. Fuck well, all if of we you. Played, if we half. played the song, you would know it. Maybe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I guess now we can go ahead and get into some of that other stuff now that That's I know I'm 88%. The, uh, per- all, I, all I know and care about is that I'm 88% Mark Cuban. That's it. That's the only thing I give a shit about. Um, so, go yeah. Mavs. Interesting. So, yeah, go Mavs uh, 2024. So, uh, but yeah, like what you what you were saying that 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 inch left is definitely the more life experience kind of thing, um, and we talked a little bit about this on on another podcast that we did with Jordan, which I haven't posted yet, but uh, it definitely came with what the fuck are y'all doing? What uh, we're pretend smoking a joint. They have rolled up a napkin and they're pretending to smoke a joint <laughs> by blowing vape smoke out of the end of it. That's how you get along in That's life. That's hot. That's how you get along in life. Um, yeah. So, like, um, I, I mentioned this a little bit on that one with Jordan, but what what I said Still was pretend. that when I went when I went to college, it wasn't necessarily that my professors were liberal because I went to college in like the conservative capital of Texas, which is Lubbock. I think it's like literally ninety something percent Republican or something crazy. <laughs> oh Holy <God>. shit! <laughs> he lit the napkin on fire. Um, is <laughs> the smoke alarm? Oh my god, dude! Shit, I can definitely bro. smell that shit. <laughs> oh my god, you have derailed the podcast. It's that loud. <laughs> Trevor thinks it's a napkin. It, what it's a it? doobie. It's that wet. <laughs> okay, but it's that I, I don't. Icky. I think it's less about like what the professors are speaking to you about, and more about you meeting people well, yeah. and hearing so their opinion. So that's that's exactly where I was going with that. Is that like I went I went to school in like the conservative strong point of Texas. However. I had people coming there from Pakistan. I knew a guy, John and I knew a guy from fucking Korea, from Saudi Arabia. Like we, we, we knew lived, people from. We lived with a guy from uh, Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, yeah like I, we, I was gonna ask where he was from. Yeah, we I knew we know. knew people from literally all over the world. Like no fucking bullshit. Like all over the world, and it wasn't. My professors had nothing to do with it. It was not a like academia is turning our kids liberal. Like my professors were probably fucking conservative. But uh, I know for a fact my economics guy was. He fucking preached that shit all the time. It was just the fact of being constantly surrounded by people that had like such different viewpoints on life than I did. Yeah. And I come to realize is like, you know, I can't keep the same mindset of like what it was like in my small town, Quinlan, Texas, USA. Like that's just not a good representation of what the world is. And like when you kind of, when you realize that you want to become more or at least I did want to become like more inclusive on my worldview. I don't want to just be stuck to the 
my way or no way bullshit. Yeah. Like, so, well, like extremism. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem with politics in general is extremism. No one wants to yeah, go like, and meet other people yeah, and that listen or to just, them. Like really now just tribalism. Just you yeah. like wholeheartedly identify with either blue or red or left or right or whatever. Like there's no, like no one wants to explore like the gray area, which is, I mean, I'd say like maybe like 90% of like most like normal people are just like, eh, you know, I can kind of see it this way or uh, I kind of see it this other way too. Whereas you have like, like the small like fringe is what gets, you know, m- the most attention where it's like Republicans are always normally like uh, destroy libtards, uh, fuck Antifa. That's all, uh, you know, Democrats are about when, you know. I'd say, like, most, like, Democrats, which I'd probably get into now, like, this is, I mean, I'd say, like, I mean, not to derail my own point, but, uh, like, in twenty the 2016 election, like, I voted for Trump, and it was, like, at that point, I talked to Trevor about this when I picked him up from, uh, come home from his vacation, like, I was, like, so fed up with, like, the PC, like, bullshit, I was, like, and I still am now, like, I still think it's fucking stupid, like, any kind of, like, extreme, like, political correctness stuff, I was like, I'm so fucking sick and tired of this, like, I don't want to support the party that, like, is, you know, for this, so, yeah, I voted yeah. Republican. For a good while there, it was ramping up pretty high to where, yeah, it was I don't want to call SJWs, but, like, SJW-esque people were, like, very leftist ideas were pushing really hard against the right and people like Ben Shapiro were popping up or yep. uh what is the guy's name the Nathan older Mi- guy Milo Yiannopoulos Milo yeah uh, like I used to be a fan of their their yeah, content me, on me YouTube too. Yeah, I, I, well, yeah. I, I was exactly the same but like I, I would say like now like in this election would be like the only like the only time in my life which I mean in my adult life I guess I should say it was like the only time I've really like kind of labeled myself was like yeah you know I'm I'm democratic like this election like 100 percent like Mm -hmm. but i mean it 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 really follows like the same things like y'all have been talking about like you just uh i mean i feel like once you've kind of just grown and like get out of like your bubble a little bit you just kind of like expand your thinking more than what you're just exposed to because if you just i mean you're a product of your own environment so if you only associate with people of the same political ideologies or anything like that you're just going to uninhabitantly just absorb their beliefs as well which i feel like most people particularly like within our area that we grew up in kind of fall victim to but if you just like just just get out and live life like you don't have to you know absorb everything you see just take everything with a grain of salt just hear people's beliefs and you know just just form opinions for yourself and you know if it's not what your mom and your dad agree on, you know, fuck them. I, yeah. mean, who, I mean, who cares? Yeah. Like, I, you're your own person. You should have your own ideas and beliefs. If it doesn't fall with your peers, then, I mean, who cares? Like, I think yeah. that, yeah, I think that's one of the most major problems is, like, on each end of the spectrum is just, like, it's, like, maybe a selfishness. Like, people are stuck in their ways too much, and they don't mm, care to listen yeah. to other people or, like, you know, walk in someone else's shoes, at least for a moment, even if like you disagree, even if you disagree with someone, you don't have to, you don't have to like blasphemize them and hate on them and like yeah. want to destroy everything they believe in. You can dis, you can like, you can disagree with people to kind of go on that. I would, I, I say that it's also kind of, uh, I mean, maybe to like, not this extent, but I don't know the way to describe it, but like some sort of like fear or like, not wanting to admit that like you may like agree with like certain ideologies mm, that don't yeah. align with yours politically because if you're like i'm a hardcore trump supporter and then someone's like okay what about uh i don't know like uh police brutality like you show like 
the the clips of like George Floyd getting kneeled on and like you show it to a Trump supporter, they're like, well, yeah, I mean that's fucking bullshit. It's like, okay, so you support like reform reformation of the justice system or like the policing system like well now hold on i don't know about all that it's like i, I i'm not gonna be you know a democrat or anything it's like okay yeah, like you yeah. can like yeah. you can you can go out of your scope of yeah, practice a little i mean bit. It, it's it's not just one or the other like with politics and literally everything in life it's not yes or no black and white like life is gray matter that's something that's like kind of interesting that i learned a lot like when i took uh, a lot of sociology classes in school like one professor like i really liked like he would always say like if we had like long form like discussions or like we would have to like do essays over like certain things he's like you know just get into like the gray stuff he's like you know it doesn't have to be yes or no or black or white he's like just you know say what you feel yeah i mean that's part of fucking the human condition is yeah i mean existing in gray yeah experience like life itself is just an experience and i i feel you're putting yourself at a disadvantage if you willingly don't put yourself in the position to experience other beliefs different from your own or your peers because you have stunted your own growth either mentally emotionally or spiritually whatever you want to say well so like um so there's two things i wanted i wanted to touch on there so you you mentioned something about like uh they just they no longer believed like just what their parents believed and like i honestly think that is such a huge such a huge thing like in the development of your political and like your worldview when you're growing up like you don't realize I feel like most parents, they don't want to indoctrinate their kids. I feel like that would be like a bad parental move. However, some of them can't help doing it. If like that's a really important part of you and you want to raise your kid in the way that you think is right, you're going to accidentally push like your political world, religious view onto your kid because you think like that's the right thing to do. That's the right way to to raise your kid. Or even if you do it like unwillingly, like you just like come home from school and like you're eating dinner and your dad just turns on like, fox news or something so like yeah. that's like what you grow up watching here yeah like, you just automatically assume the role yeah. of a certain political party when you haven't really experienced enough life to formulate your own opinion well right and because you're also listening to your parents and your parents are like well my parents wouldn't steer me wrong like if that's what exactly. they believe like that always- then that that must be the right thing to do and i, I mean i remember when i was a kid like when that whatever it was it was like the 2004 presidential election i was like eight years old and they my parents were talking about politics and whatnot bush and al gore i think no that was bush and john Kerry. um okay i don't fucking remember i was um, so young yeah i was like yeah i was like eight years old and i remember asking like okay well who's the bad guy and my parents like laughed and they're like well george bush is the good guy that's all you need to know and it's like you know and i remember uh nothing's changed since 2004 (laughs) yeah um Um, it's a sad world. And so I remember uh, growing up, and I, re- my, I remember my mom would ask me, like, uh, just kind of, like, out of the blue, what do you think about this political opinion? And I was, like, kind of growing up. I was, like, middle school, maybe early high school or something like that. And I'd be like, well, like, I don't really think that's a big deal or whatever. And then she'd look at me, and she'd be like, don't tell your dad that. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and she's like, he would not like that. And then so that literally warped my political view. I'd be like, oh, well, my, if my dad well, that's thinks that's just, a good that, idea, that's then literal, like that must be the, be- the, the actual right answer. That's literal fear mongering. Yeah. Like to a definition. Yeah. Well, I, I don't mean to, well, yeah, I, I don't mean to like frame my, frame my dad. Well, no, but I mean, like that's that. just like, like well, what's, coincidentally how it what's happens. Yeah, yes, exactly. what's, what's interesting to me is like in the really conservative town we grew up in, how did our friend circle deviate so far from all those ideologies i mean i'm not to like like toot what our, like, sparked that i don't know I, i'd say not just to toot our own horns but i've i mean i feel like 
generally like all of our like friend group or like our small like like 10 to like 15 like group of friends like we're all like pretty smart like all pretty well educated and i mean i i feel like that's just it like if you i you mean can, yeah, you, like you can be well educated and differ like politically from someone that's well educated on like well, that, the opposite I mean, spectrum even but, even that is a is a hard point to defend because some people that are incredibly intelligent still have very extreme beliefs well that's that's and, true. Like, true. We're all very neutral well i, I well, guess I, I i guess you could say that like it like relatively yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i guess you could say that I mean, any person smart, dumb, or well-educated or not could be hardcore, like anything politically. It, it falls to everybody on whatever spectrum of intelligence you have. But I, Well, I mean, I guess the point is, like, for the most part, we're all pretty, like I was talking about earlier, we're all pretty mindful of what we're thinking about and, like, pretty open to listening to other people's opinions without being too rash about it. I'd, I'd say that's it. Like, we're all just but, open-minded. Like, we can just see through, like, bullshit and we just, you know. But I, I, that's what I'm saying is, like, how did that happen? Because most of our families are pretty extreme when it comes to politics or, I mean, just certain beliefs in general. I think it's literally because a lot of us kind of got out of that town and that circle for a little bit at some point in time. Like, I was still staunchly... Republican slash libertarian when I left, like uh, when I was when I first got to college. Um, so it, it, even though I grew up around all of you guys, that didn't make me a Democrat and that didn't make me a liberal or left by any stretch of the words because I was still like ninety percent Republican when I left. It was me kind of being away from that and experiencing life in on my own terms without anyone talking in my ear. Just like what do I think? What is it that I believe? And I kind of came to the realization that some of these points that I thought I cared so much about, I realized that I actually didn't fucking give a shit about it all. It was just, it was just people constantly blabbing in my ears like, this is wrong and this is why this is wrong and never fucking believe this or believe that. And it's like, when you get away from that, you realize, oh, okay, I don't actually fucking think that or, or whatever. And I feel like a lot of our friends have in one way or another strayed from the town and the exact setting in which we grew up in. Like all of us kind of went away to college for a little bit, whether that was at A&M which still has like some like liberal ideas when it comes to professors. Like it's still a university. I'd say it's, I mean, we could, I think I've talked about it before on the podcast before, but I've had quite a few, uh, like pretty, like, I wouldn't say hardcore, but like really strong liberal professors at commerce, like somewhere yeah. it's like, uh, and this was around like the 2016 election when like, uh, uh, I, I don't remember. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I don't remember the guy's name, but like the, uh, what was like the big like uh police brutality murder that happened like in 2016 where they were <sighs> was it uh George Zimmerman the Skittles? no about? no it was Trayvon after Martin? that no it was after that which also side note is really shitty like there's been so many like i can't remember yeah. the name of the certain one i'm thinking of uh, Ferguson yes Ferguson there we go. it was Ferguson. like it was like around that time when it's you know and i i'm i'm getting like pandered like all this shit like at school where it's like so like particularly in the one class I had, and it was a criminal justice class, which, I mean, just, you know, kind of double, like, effects on it, but it just, like, so much, like, hammered, like, into me, like, you need to believe this way. I'm just like, well, you know what? Like, I mean, just me, like, I try to, I always naturally, as I've matured, just, like, kind of go against the grain, which I guess is something, like, I could say to, like, kind of, like, harken back to what you were saying, Doug, like, how we all kind of got to, like, where we are, like, this, like, small niche group of friends is, like, I feel like that just comes with experience too. Like you said, like if you just like just question things, like there's nothing wrong with like asking questions. I mean, yeah, 
like absolutely nothing wrong. Like you could be like super hardcore, like lean, like either left or right or whatever direction you want to fucking go. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking questions. I mean, that's I mean, not to sound like an I'll condescending or something, but that's what smart people do. They question things. I mean, that's what you should do. Like with life, you should ask questions and you should try and seek answers because that's the only yeah. way to grow. Yeah. Well, and and, I, yeah, and I I feel like that's just a part of like kind of learning who you are politically is you just you question things. I mean, it doesn't mean you disagree with it. Like you could be like uh, I don't know. I try to like I always ref I always go back to this just like conversations I have with my dad just because we're kind of like differing, but we can see like eye to eye on things. Like just question things. Like someone like brings something up, it's like, well. Uh, I'm gonna make really shitty examples, but you could like just literally like question anything, like whether yeah. it be politically or you know spiritually, whatever. I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking questions and trying to gain knowledge about a certain subject because yeah. I mean, in the end, it only just helps you and helps you identify more with what you really want. Yeah, because if you just blindly follow something or believe like what your peers say or what your family says or whatever you're getting told like through your ear, through social media or whatever, then you're not thinking for yourself and right I, I mean i think that's just what our friends do like we just we're all pretty smart people and independent thinkers and we just question things i mean that's how people should be that's how yeah you become I think the main thing like you said is just being inquisitive about yeah. fucking anything even yeah, stuff I mean, that you've always believed in yeah i mean yeah. there's there's nothing wrong you should never be judged or like feel like you should you're burdened by asking questions there's nothing wrong with yeah. asking good luck. questions good luck well yeah well okay. there's 2020. Yeah. okay well yeah obviously <laughs> well there's I mean, nothing that, there's... That's, that's not how it is but that's how it should be yeah. Yeah. in an idealistic society you should always try and like question things that you either don't a don't know in or like don't believe in or something like there's nothing wrong well, with think, trying I... to learn more you should always try to learn more and that's what you get by asking questions instead of blindly following or obeying or just listening to what other people say, just, you know, just I think, be open. I think too, like this might be hard to follow, but, uh, I don't know if y'all like watching philosophy type videos on YouTube. I, like, have you heard of Sisyphus? No. Or, uh, it sounds like Serbia. I watch like, wise <laughs> sound crack. like weird, like bands or something. They're I, like, I, they're I, like, I like these wise little, crack. like, watch wise they're like, it, it's like these little, they're not cheesy channels, but they're like very philosophical and a lot of it's like political, but also self growth type of things. And there's this one video, basically they do a lot of, they do a lot of like comparative writings to philosophers. And there's one video I like a lot, basically about how like, yeah, it sucks that there's a lot of extremism and these opposing viewpoints and everything, but without uh, like one side being stronger than the other, like, two completely different opposing forces coming together there wouldn't be a balance between the two things and you would have like a mediator basically to be able to come up with i don't know like i, I get what you're saying but i would say just to play devil's advocate to that a bit i feel like it's becoming more and more blurred i guess with uh and i would i don't know i don't really have like someone to blame for it but i would just say like the way we're able to receive information now is that like such a like a hyper area like there's so much like media stimulation yeah there's so much media that mm -hmm. we can consume and you have a choice to dictate what you want to see versus what is actually happening or what narrative you well, i mean that's where perceive you... to choose like it's it's too much that like it's, it's just kind of blurred like there is no middle it seems well, i mean that's well, where there, it, there well, is a there is a middle but 
it's not shown that way. Well, like, well, it, not you have even, reason to yeah. not believe that there is a middle. Well, there, there is. There most is that. People do have yeah. common ground. Well, th- there's also a big problem where people don't like centrist. People do not like people in the middle. People don't respect independence. They they don't. That's most people. Well, th- but that's that's the problem is that like if you if you really have like a right or a left ideology, like you really believe that like just about everything they say is gospel, and you want to go with that. You don't like that guy in the middle because you think they stifle progress, which I mean, I, I completely disagree with. I think that the only way to really run a functioning society is like, you can't have everything you fucking want, man. That's just not the way life works. You have to compromise. And, and people don't like that, but I am much more willing to accept, okay, look, I can't win every fucking battle, but if I can get these couple of things and then also kind of give up these two points that I don't like to the Republicans or whatever to make more people happy, I am much more willing to do that because I at least get something that I want rather than it, it's this fucking, Compromise. it is this back and forth every fucking year, depending on who's in Congress and who's the president. It's like, we get everything this one year. And then when the Democrats are in office, they reverse everything that all the fucking Republicans did. It's like, you're constantly doing this tug of war when it's like, no, you have to fucking work together. If, if yeah, if that, you want everyone to be happy or to have some kind of modicum of like, hey, we are making some kind of progress, you have to fucking compromise. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And you you can't... I understand that people want this big, progressive, systemic change on both sides. However, like that's just not the way it works. Like This country is divided, and you have to appeal to both sides. It's like, okay, look, I'm willing to give you these things, and also, as long as I get to keep these these few things, and it's like, okay, great. Like now, everyone is fucking happy. You might not like those couple things that you had to give up, but at the end of the day, at least we made some kind of ground for both sides. Yeah. We're, we're, to, yeah. Well, I feel like that's another uh, another big issue is like no one can compromise. Like at at like even if like the, if we were all the fucking same, like if everyone believed in the same thing, I think we, it would be a very shitty world to live in. Like, did you, this is kind of a stupid reference, but I'm sure y'all watched Fairly Odd Parents. Isn't there like yeah. an episode where he wished that everyone was the same? They were like fucking blobs or something. Maybe. And it was like the remember. point of the video, like it's kind of deep for a children's show, but the point of video is like basically I, like it would suck if everyone was. I mean, I kind of get what you're saying. Like, I mean, there should always be like someone like, I don't know, I guess challenging like what the norm is per se, but. I mean, to kind of go off of what you were saying, Trevor, I mean, I feel like that just all falls back to, like, I feel like it's a failure what it's come to, really, like, and especially in the last, like, eight years, I guess, or four years, really, uh, just the two-party system. Like, if this is, like, I mean, I think you and, like, uh, on the last one we did with Yumi and Jordan when we talked about it, like, if this is the best that we can come up with, like, two possible candidates, like, there is a big flaw in our political system. Like, cause I don't, I, I honestly don't think that what most Americans want, like, I don't think most Americans want Donald Trump as president. I think the people that voted for him would just rather see him versus Joe Biden or vice versa. That's yes. One Where, a vote well, is forced. Well, like, how do you it, overcome that though? Well, well, I, okay. Well, so I, here's, I don't know. I don't know the answer so, so for here, that, but I think there that, should be a change somewhere because yeah. I, I think that the two party system is on a very well, fast. Well, like, to me, downhill is that, is that a political downfall or is that, is that a cultural downfall? Okay. No. So I, it's both. Probably but, so both, here, yeah. here's, here's something that gives credence to that. I was looking at electoral maps the other day. And there were several points in history where third-party candidates won whole fucking states. Whole states. 
That and, seems crazy to me well, now. Yeah, well, yeah, because and so like here, here's a here's a thing that that happened that kind of stifled that movement in in one way or another is that in the I think it was the 1996 election. I'm not sure the one where it was. Oh yeah, no, it was or maybe it was like 92. It was Clint. It was Clinton and uh, Bush. And then Ross Perot decided he was going to join in. So that been, that might have been like 92, I think. Whatever. Um, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, so Perot joined in and he was like, yo, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to be a part of this. I'm going to run as an independent libertarian, whatever the fuck he ran as. Um, and he garnered a lot of natu- national attention, especially kind of like in southern states, I believe. And then at some point he realized he wasn't going to win, so he dropped out. And a lot of those votes were just kind of like, where the fuck did these go? And a lot of people blamed that on why... H.W. Bush lost that election was because most of those votes went to Clinton or whatever the fuck it was. And because of because of that issue that happened, they put in these places that you had to have like a certain percentage of the vote to be able to um, participate in debates and also uh, like show up on ballots in states. So so a main thing uh, here's a big problem that we have. So like the Libertarian Party, which a lot of people libertarians are kind of interesting because, for instance, the woman that ran this year, I really fucking liked. I liked her uh, a lot. What, Joe Jorgensen? Joe Jorgensen. I, I read her policy views, and I was like, holy shit, I fucking love this woman. And my dad did, too. And we were on completely different ends of the political spectrum, but we could agree on Joe Jorgensen. We liked her a lot. And it's because she was more about policy rather than this fucking you know partisan bullshit, like right or left. She's like, no, here's what I think are good ideas. I don't give a fuck if it's right or left. Like, here's what I think is good. And... We so a big issue with the Libertarian Party is that like they don't I don't think until recently they didn't show up on like every single ballot in on every single state in the United States. What, what, are, y'all, what are y'all doing? What's up? We I good? don't want that beer. Oh, okay, <laughs> we, we, we've fan. gone through sign language of Dove saying he doesn't want his beer, and me and John will take it. <laughs> um. So yeah, so the point I, the point I was making is that like the Libertarian Party for the longest time I think up until either 2016 or now, and maybe maybe not even now. They don't like some states like refuse to have them on their ballots, which is like bullshit. It's like, oh no, sorry, we like we don't recognize libertarian as a party. It's like we only recognize Republicans or Democrat, which which is bullshit. Yeah, it's that's like bullshit. It's complete bullshit. And, and and then also like libertarians, even if they hold like a pretty good majority of of the, you have, well you have to hold like a certain percentage or whatever. But like even if a lot of people are voting for them or want them on the stage, like they, libertarian parties are not allowed to participate in the. Uh, presidential debates unless they have like a certain percentage. Yeah, that's something okay. I was going to say. I've never seen like any like, uh, I don't know, I guess you would say like an unknown like Joe Jorgensen or like any kind of like libertarian yeah. or any literally the, anyone that's not yeah. Republican the or very, Democrat like the very debate first, on a national stage. Yeah, the very first televised libertarian debate just amongst like the libertarian party, which was is it like, on PBS. It was on, it was in 2016. It, it came be. on yeah. after it, between the lines. It was on something. No, it was on uh, <laughs> uh, 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 John Stossel. John Stossel did it. And it was in 2016. I have no idea who that is. He's a libertarian commentator for Fox News. Fox News. Okay, I don't want to sound like one of the woke Facebookers here, but what the fuck is up with that? What, what is mean? it about the fucking two parties that is like such an extreme power that nothing else can budge in? What 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 do politicians want out of that? Well, well, I, I, I feel mean, like it's just. Uh, excuse me. I think it's just. Like we've kind of, it, it didn't happen like overnight. Like we've just slowly, like, kind of just edged ourselves that way. Like, I mean, I can't really say. Like, it for, has like, to the be. Time, it has like, to be economical. Well, I mean, it, it's I, been like this for a long time, where it's just two parties, and it 
that, that's pretty much been the case for like almost all of America. Like I said, there's well, been some points where third parties have been able to win states in several elections. But for the most part, it is always garnered towards, it was like what? It was like Whigs and Democrats, and then it was Republicans and Democrats. It's always pretty much been two. Well, the way that, I mean, I could be just talking out my ass here, because, I mean, I really can't speak for anything, like, outside of when I've been an adult. But I feel like that margin is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller as, like, the years go by. Like, it's just either right or left in that middle, like, kind of centrist or i guess like just for lack yeah, of a better term you could say libertarian just be, disappearing look up the result look up like poll results for um like the senate and house the parties that were voted for i would like, i would like wager to say or? yeah I'd be, i would wager to say it was less than like five percent for third parties well yeah, actually I mean, libertarians I mean, did win some seats if i'm not mistaken uh, poll re- poll results for what for twenty twenty. Also, while we're here, I mean, uh, there's there's no telling what you're gonna get if you just search poll. Yeah, so polo, polo, polo results. <laughs> but what did you what did you Polka want? results? Uh, like, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know how you would look it up. I mean, just like Senate seats. Is that what isn't you this? Yeah, a, it, wouldn't you the say the votes that, this, that matter for? Wouldn't you say that this is a problem that like you can't use the internet to look oh, up Google like fucking accurate, filters it out? Yeah, to look up like accurate poll results of the elections yeah. of the fucking country Google, that you live Google's in. Google's algorithms customize to whatever you're you're looking up the most. So if I look well, up fucking pink dresses and you look up pink dresses, it's going to pull up two completely different things. Like, right. Well, not even to like get into like uh, how... Okay, cert- other parties, two seats out of 100. That's crazy. But like not even to get into like how the algorithms of different search engines work and their, you know, whatever bias they that's have. That's like, scary. Yeah, we can get that how fuck, Like how crazy is it that you cannot get like certifiable results right now to look up like election results? Like it's like I just want to see the election results. How do you, and yeah. you just like, I mean, how do you determine what's inter- reliable though? You can't. I mean, that's the problem I have now is like you just like how do you do I, it even in an ideal situation? How do you determine what's reliable? Uh, I mean, I've I feel like, I mean, this could just be ignorance on my part or just, like, kind of, I don't know, ignorant and bliss, I guess I would say. But, like, I feel like when I was growing up, like, the news, like, watching, like, nightly news or something was, like, the news. Like, I mean, like, I never questioned it. But now, as I've become an adult, and I would really say just in the last, like, I don't know, maybe, like, four to six years, like, I feel like I have to pick and choose, like, how I interpret the news when it shouldn't be that way. It should just be... The cold, hard fucking facts. Like, this yeah. is how it happened. This is the result. So, and that's it. Like, it shouldn't be open to interpretation. Uh, I don't believe your facts. That doesn't make any fucking sense. A fact is yeah. a fact. Yeah. So a, here's a, something a statistic that, is a statistic. Here, it's not open to interpretation. Yeah. Here's something that I learned very recently was, and I can't remember when this was, but it was shortly before, like, the rise of Fox News, when Fox News became this fucking powerhouse of conservative news and, like, opinion pieces. Um... It was actually, there was a law. Uh, there was a law. Yeah, we need Ron Burgundy fucking to read the news for us. God damn it, I want the facts. Thank you, John. Well, interesting and interestingly enough, I learned this because of the movie that was uh, directed by the same fucking guy and from that. I learned it from Vice. Um, but there was a law kind of back in the day, I think in like the 70s or before, where like news was responsible for reporting things equally on both sides. Like that was like a law. And then at some point, if I'm not mistaken, it was Republican politicians that did it, repealed the law of course. that basically made it to where opinion news could kind of come to the rise, i.e. 
Fox News, CNN, things like that. That's bullshit. So that b- pisses me literally, off. Literally, like ever since then, like the the floodgates have been open for the last fifty years of making whatever yeah. news. And this is no video, but I'm putting news, news yeah. in quotations. Like that that just upsets me like so much. Like the news should be the fucking news. It's like, just, here's, hey, here is what happened. Here are the facts we currently unbi- have. Yes, yeah. just unbiased, okay. unfiltered news. This is how, it, this is what happened Where, today. What, this is how it goes. News on TV, on cable TV, or news well, on your phone? I mean, I, mean, I feel I, like cable I, I TV is, is the one that we're probably more referring to. Okay, my point is, well, who I the w- fuck watches cable TV besides people 45 okay. well, and older? Well, I would, say well. Just from my, I would just say from my perspective, I, never, I, I didn't have cable growing up, so I didn't watch, like, cable news. Like, I watched, like, local news, like Fox 4 News or, like, the NBC, like, nightly news or something. WNBC. Yeah, whatever. Like, I didn't question, like, what they had on there. But now, like, if I turn on the news on, like, or just read like an article on my phone. I'm like, oh, okay, who uh, wrote this article? I'm like, oh, it's this website. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, well, I, do that I, I know they're a right wing or left wing, like leaning news source. Uh, I got to take it with a grain of salt. I don't want to take my news with a grain of salt. Yeah. I want to know what happened in any kind of certain or given situation. And I just, I just want to know what happened. And then I draw my own opinion from the uncultured or unbiased facts that they right. report. Just exactly feel, what I, happened. I feel yeah. like you have a moral obligation as a journalist or a news reporter to report unbiased and un yeah unbiased facts. Like I mean, it it's the fucking news. Like how did we get to where we are? Where people are like, I don't believe your news. I watch my news. Like, Rise of opinion news in the seventies when the law was appealed. It's the Revealed. fucking news. God yeah. damn it. No yeah, other. I, I completely agree with what you're saying is when when we when we were younger, you could turn on the news and expect to see the news that you wanted to see, but now when you turn on the news, you do not see the news. If that makes well, sense. Well, that's how it like, is now. You you tune you tune into the news that you want to see. Yeah. Well, what, you, so, you, so you get to choose what news you want and you the, get to ignore what you don't want to see. Yeah, going on what you both just said, it's not that we weren't seeing what we didn't want to see at that time. It's that we were too young to know that what was being presented to us had a bias behind it. Yeah, I was about to say, I, it, was I suppose it that, that way? Or I suppose we just, it could no, be that way. Yeah, it was, no, because when that, I was, that's what I say yeah. when I'm ignorant about it, maybe. I just yeah. didn't. Well, because, I wasn't no, able to it, see that. Exactly. Like I had Fox News on all the time when I was a kid, and I'd be sitting there listening to it. And when I'm a kid, I'm like, this is the news. This is just the news. This is how it happened. This is this how they're is reporting. A guy it. in a suit saying shit. Yeah, I but then when I got it, older, obviously. I realized I realized Fox News is a conservative media. So everything I was fed as a kid was had a conservative bias. And then and now looking back, I'm sure I probably listened to CNN too at the time, but I didn't realize it was like no. When I was growing up, CNN had a liberal slash Democrat bias. But you don't know that until you get older. I don't, think, start, I, I don't like, think I even realized that until I was like really deep into YouTube in like 2011, 2012, 2013. And I would see like Tucker Carlson clips and I would just realize like how fucking retarded everything that they were saying was <laughs> like just so incredibly extreme. Like yeah, weird. Nine, nine times I, Tucker, Tucker Carlson has owned libtards or something. Yeah. And it's got like 15 million views or something. Like, yeah, yeah. I just like was I would I was just like. 
I, I feel like looking back, I was just like happened to stumble upon it. it was in my recommended or whatever the fuck it was at the time. Yeah. I don't think there was an algorithm back then. I, I think that does make sense though, because like when we were younger, I feel like the town we grew up in, almost everybody that we grew, grew up with watched Fox News. Yes. Yeah, that was and, the only yes. news. But but to us, that I mean, w- that was the actual news. And w- yeah. w- when we watched it, it was like, this is real news. Like, we, we're looking at it, and it's like, this is what's actually happened, and this is what we should believe. But now that we're older, we're like, we look at all these other news medias and sources, and we're like, okay, well, I don't want to watch Fox, or I don't want to watch CNN or whatever, because I'm a certain party, and we get to choose what we want, like you were saying. Like, back then when we were young, we don't get to choose. We just watched the news and thought that was the real news. But when we watch the news now, it's like, this is not fucking news at all, and I don't want to watch this shit. Well, opi- be, you're listening to opinion pieces. To be, it has, yeah. Well, it has to appeal to an audience. Yeah. I think that's do, the point. It has to be I, entertaining. I was going to say, do you think that could be a byproduct of uh, maybe capitalism at yes. some point? Because, oh, it is. 100%. Because, 100%. That, because that's... I mean, that's what makes money. I mean, Fox News wouldn't be where it is right now, where CNN or whatever political news source you get from wouldn't do the things that they do unless they made money off of it. Like, well, okay. I, I feel like there's not money to be made from like unbiased news because everyone's like, well, I don't want to see that. Well, it's even I want to see what it, I want to see. And that's what gains traction and makes money. So I, it's just a byproduct it's even of more our own now things that we want. It's it's even more extreme now because of what I was saying earlier. How television is dying, and since the audience audience is so much more focused, they have to whatever content they're releasing. Someone is monitoring what gathers in views. Someone is watching that. That's just the way that that's just the way marketing works now, and like entertainment in general. So whatever whatever content they're making and releasing has to be appealing to a certain Just audience. The forty five yeah, the forty five year old whoever audience. I mean, they're probably fucking people in nursing homes, whatever. Someone's tuning into that, whatever they're making and they're liking it, so they're mm. making even more of that content. So it's like hyper focusing and like hyper extremizing whatever yeah. they're fucking making. Well, I also think a big part of it is a confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. So like say say you are kind of you're watching these things, you don't necessarily know they have a political spin or you're not really paying attention to political spin, right? But say you're a conservative in a small town and Fox News is the main thing that happens. And, and like you kind of have these opinions in your head, well, this is kind of what I think about like these issues. And then you have a guy on national television looking at you and being like, hey, exactly what you just thought, that's right. And you're like, hey, this guy just validated my feelings that I currently have, whether that whether you have an informed opinion or not, that guy just validated your feelings and therefore you are more likely to listen to him. And that's on I, any I agree. any side of the political spectrum. And, and it's like when you look up something, right? It, it's the same thing. You, you have this opinion in your head. Global warming is not real. So you look it up and you look at the first first couple of articles that you see on Google yeah, I mean, and it says that yeah. it is real, it is it, it is real, it is real. And then you see this one that's like, it's not real. And here, let me give you some numbers on how it's not. And then you're like, well, hey, that's what I thought. And yeah, here's whatever this thing you showing Google, me. Like you could Google like, yeah. uh, like top 10 ways global warming is fake. And you're going to get like what you like want to see. Confirmation yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly and, and what And you it could is. go the other way. Like, the top 10 ways how global warming is real. And you're going to get what you want. Yeah. I, I could say, like, I fell victim to that maybe around, like, the 2016 election. I've definitely fallen victim like, to it, yeah. You know, I, I mean, this kind of harkens back to what I've said earlier. Like, I feel like most people are just, like, in that gray area, just in the middle, where they, they're indecisive on certain things, or they feel, like, 
I mean, it, it, it bugs me to just, like, say it, like, left or right, like, type of things. But, I mean, that unfortunately, that's just how we have to categorize things politically in our country. But, like, you could feel, like, a certain way left or a certain way right about different things. But you see uh, Tucker Carlson saying something about it, you're like, well, I, I, I really agree with that. So I think I'm Republican. Or you see uh, Anderson Cooper say something different on CNN. And you're like, well, you know, I, I really agree with what he's saying. So I'm just going to kind of follow with that. Like, that... I feel like we've just dug ourselves like in such a deep hole. I just, I mean, it could just be like the pessimist in me, or maybe <clears throat> well, the uh, nihilist. The like, I just, I just, I don't know how we get ourselves like back up, and like we just like start to like get on the way to like dig ourselves out of this like media like in like disillusion that we have mm-hmm. dug ourselves into as a society. Yeah. Well, like, we, what is like the were, solution? It's like how you do were we talking about earlier. how do we go away from this? It's like you were talking about earlier, like we live in such an overstimulated time. It's fucking black mirror esque. I mean we live in a black mirror. Oh hundred percent. So. And the thing well I, I the think point so too. the point yeah. I'm making is the I think that sensation you're talking about is is a virality, like kinda like how memes work, where a certain idea gets formed in someone's head and it spreads like a disease. Like mm-hmm. it'll, it'll spread like, wow. I mean, look at Trump's Trump supporters, for instance, mm-hmm. how the fuck does someone it's, like Trump, who's completely lay in politics, ignite this huge fucking movement. And uh, I mean, a fucking cult. It literally feels like that. a cancer. Yeah. yeah it, like it's how it spreads. It's a viral, viral idea. It is. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. It's a viral exactly. idea. And that goes for memes that goes for political beliefs that goes for anything in this day and age. Just the it's way almost that anything that's spread through any sort of media or social well, media the, that we have. I mean, it's the medium in which we look at stuff. It's this, it's social media. It's YouTube, whatever you fucking use on the internet. It's such an easy way to spread and, spread misinformation spread information that it becomes viral it just ignites really quick and i think that's one yeah. of the big problems well how the, do we get out of this though well so I, that that's something yeah. that really bugs me like that like i mean you know you hear like the stereotypical things like things that keep you up and i like that's something that's like existential like crisis like just like super nihilistic like depressing things that like i think about you know when there's like nothing to think about or like you're daydreaming like type of things where you just like drift off in your thought it's like I don't see, like, especially seeing from how this year went. I mean, this year is fucking, you know, a crazy-ass year. But, like, the way that this election goes, like, I I just don't see, like, scenarios where things get better. Like, I, and I, I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, I feel like things only get worse from here. And I, I, I just don't know the solution or how we make things get better or get well, I'll steps tell you, I'll in the tell right you. direction. Like... I'll tell you what I what I won't do is I won't adopt the ideology that I'm going to change it or it's going to change. I I, I feel like that's it's too pretty, much of a burden. Yeah, yeah well, I I feel like that's pretty oblivious to just like think that you're going to. I think it's pretty silly just to think that like whatever vote you have like since we've got, I mean it's going to happen. Sorry, Trump supporters, Joe Biden's going to be your president whether you like it or not. Like that's just going to happen unless this. <laughs> Unless the country goes into civil war, which, I mean, I guess we could go on later if we want to. But I, I think it's kind of silly to think that just one, like, presidential election vote is going to, like, make change. Like, I feel like just the way things have gone, like, in the past, like, 30, 40 years, like, we have just dug ourselves so deep in this. Well, okay. I don't even know what to the- ca- how to categorize or call it. Like, it's... 
it's not just going to change overnight. Like the changes that we want to see, maybe just us, like as friends group or as a society, like the, the things that we want to see improve, like it's not going to happen in one presidential cycle. It's yep, going to happen over exactly the course of like three or four or five presidential cycles. And I just feel like the bipartisanship of left and right, like they're just going to keep like going back and forth and we're never going to take steps in the right direction. So it's going to be two steps forward and two steps back. And we're never yeah. going to progress. Like it's just going to be in this perpetual state of, staleness so like nothing's yeah. going to happen we're always going to be trying to get at the other side it's yeah. like it's like a talk we, we, it's like the, we got joe biden but in 2024 when the republicans come back we're gonna come Dwayne even harder. we're gonna come even harder with ted nugent running for president <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then in 2028 we're gonna have fucking and in and then all right john's off the podcast and then in uh, 2024 we're or we're gonna have fucking i i don't know i mean you you understand the gist of yeah. what i'm saying like we've we've dug ourselves so far into this hole i don't like to think this way but it's the only way like as i mean i can say myself like a pretty like smarter like just kind of like seeing through like the bullshit like perspective thing i don't know how we get ourselves out of this yeah. scenario so here's what here's what worries me and and mainly i listened to a to a joe rogan podcast not too long ago with a british political commentator i, I don't remember what the fuck this guy's name was but he brought up he brought up a really good point and this this is what concerns me and it involves the coronavirus so this virus pops up it is a common enemy. It is an enemy that we can all unite against and be like, "Fuck this thing! We have to do what we can to get rid of it." I got something. Yeah, well, we have to, to we add have, to that. We, ha we have done. to do something. Call, a little callback. Yeah, we, we have to do something to get rid of it. This is a this is an attack on us, like a, as a people of the United States. Like here, here, a virus, a fucking virus. Let's get rid of this thing. And what did we do? We politicized a fucking virus. A virus. It pisses me off, man. Something we can all unite against and be like, "Hey, we need we need to do something about this shit. This is bad. Let's let's do what let's all do our part. Let's get rid of this." And we made it left versus right. We made it. We made it denial. It's not as bad as it is. We made it. We're the laughing stock of the fucking world. Like yeah. no matter what, Americans will find a way to make it yeah. political. And so this is what that that is what genuinely concerned me is when this happened, and and, and that 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 commentator on on the Rogan podcast. Made a valid, made a very valid point. He's like, if you people can't come together on something as simple as a virus that has no political stance, nothing to gain by left or right partisanship, what the fuck can you come together on? Nothing. Yeah, you know what pisses me off is every, everyone I've ever talked to, like every customer or people I've dealt with, it's like every time they'll, they'll be like, Oh, I can't wait for the election. I can't wait for Joe Biden to get elected. I can't wait for Trump to get elected so the virus goes away. It's like <laughs> a virus is a virus. It's not going to go away because it doesn't sway with election results. Yeah, a the China virus. Because a president gets elected. China. <laughs> yeah. Just because Trump thinks it's from or because Trump says it's from China and he's immune. Yeah. Maybe we don't know. Tr Bing no, bong. no. Trump is immune. Whether it's for a month, a day, a year, he he's immune. You just say that in a debate. Just like we are immune if we get it. So apparently everyone should just get it, so we can be immune forever. Herd immunity, dog. I mean, yeah. don't you understand science? Either Blessed way, all these the people perm. I talk to, they're like, I I I can't wait for the election to be over, so the virus will just go away. It's like, okay, Joe Biden gets elected. 
the next day, the virus is away. It's like, okay, obviously not. What are you, what are you going to do when Joe Biden gets elected and he shuts the whole country down again because the virus is fucking out of control? Or what if Trump gets elected and the virus is still here and he's like, oh my God, the virus is out of control. I'm not going to do anything because it's not real. Like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? Like, yeah. you're, you're either gonna die China. or you're gonna get <laughs> shut down, and yeah. you're not gonna have a job for fucking two months. Yeah, I'll, the virus I'll, is still gonna be here whether the election is over or not. And you're, yeah. oh my god, yeah, yeah no, I'll, I'll, you're I'll, right. You make a good point. Yes, I'll, all of us are like normal folk, which we, I've talked about before in this podcast, is like we're all caught in the middle of it. Like, I feel like most people, like everyone, wants Corona to be over, but I don't think that most people like believe that whatever uh, president we get, whatever president-elect we end up getting in next year is going to determine, like, how that ends. Like, Yeah, everyone thought that whoever gets elected would be the solution to the virus. Like like I said before, like, they thought if Joe got elected, it, it would just go away. And if Trump got elected, he thought, everyone thought that he would just do away with the virus. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. You know, kind of to piggyback on that a bit what's kind of baffling to me and i'm sure dub can give some first-hand insight to this is like dub uh, is an rn he works in the icu he has seen this shit firsthand on the front line so fuck off anyone who thinks he doesn't know what he's talking about works in the same hospital as he does and they both tell me all the time how they deal with it firsthand and how it is 100 percent real i'm here to tell you guys that it's actually fake uh, we've been dipping you. <laughs> Holy fuck! Bombshell, you, everyone. The uh, the you know RN what? from Methodist. It, he just confirmed it's fake. You Coronavirus know over. You, you heard it's done. It's canceled. Corona tard destroyed. <laughs> the China virus has been canceled. <laughs> but I mean, uh, to get back to serious things, uh, I mean, I would just say, really, in the past, I guess, two months, like when the election cycle has kind of become more forefront and everyone's like ideas are in the media cycle. Uh, I mean, prior to that, it's just been Corona, 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 Corona. How do we stop it? Is it real? Is it fake? What are the numbers? What's real? What isn't? And as we've, as a country, been just hyper-focused on Corona and then the election happens and everyone's like, fake votes, this doesn't count. He won this state, he doesn't. We're going to fight this fraud election, blah, 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 whatever. And in the meantime... Everyone just kind of passively forgets about Corona, and they're just like, eh, I mean, it, it, it it's kind of there, but I mean, is it is is yeah. it really? And, and in the meantime, yeah. our fucking numbers are spiking. Like, this shit's not going to go away just because this election is happening and the media isn't covering it. It's yep. still fucking it's there. It's here. It's getting worse. Like, <sighs> yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not saying this helps or not, but, and I'm not saying I'm for one part or the other, but the day after the election millions i think i think it was like close to like two million trump supporters gathered in dc or whatever yep. like, million baby and, and I, I mean the maga million march that was that was just like a, a week ago yeah what? that wasn't long ago at all yeah you know that uh just, that was in like the middle of november i think well you know the the election was over so therefore uh coronavirus has ended so they can now get together and form millions of people together without being six feet apart or doing anything to protect the coronavirus. Definitely, definitely not wearing masks, let's just say. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no mask, fuck that. Let's just say, hey, let's get a let's get millions of people together and riot because Trump didn't get elected, but protest. Yeah. Protest, I'm sorry. Yeah, and 
So, yeah, let's just completely forget about the coronavirus because the election's over and therefore coronavirus is over. And let's just protest with millions of people fucking nut to nut. <laughs> nut and, to butt, baby. Nut to butt, baby. That's yeah. how I like to be. Nut to butt. Okay. So, 100%, they, I know for a fact that they helped the coronavirus not spread because it's over with the election. So that, Yeah, you're right. It's gone now. It, it, it is gone. It's yeah, it's gone, gone because the, the election yeah. happened. So, it, yeah, it's over. I mean, that's just... Is, is that... It's both. I mean, I just answered my own question in my head, but that's just how we're fed news and media. Like, people just... And I feel like this is a, a problem too with like media is like we get like there's so much shit happening at like such a time. And I mean, it just goes back to what we've already talked about, like a hyperspace of media and news that as a society we have never been accustomed to. And it just keeps getting more and more rampant mm-hmm. every single day. But I mean, just because the media doesn't report so much on COVID doesn't mean it's fucking gone just because the election is happening and there's you know whatever fraudulent votes or there's some kind of you know a big question mark on the election for lack of a better term it doesn't mean like the problems that we had a couple months ago are just gone because the media isn't talking about it like it's still there and i feel that people are just so ingrained into whatever media that they choose to accommodate to that they just have a willful or a woeful ignorance, I should yeah. say, to like just disbelieve it. Like just because you don't really partake to this certain kind of media source or whatever you want to say, like it doesn't mean that these actual problems are going away. And I feel like as a country, that's like that's just our problem because there's so many other like first world countries besides America that are like, hey, we've got a a, a big health pandemic let's uh let's lock down for a month and just beat this shit and it's over and they're getting back to moderately normal lives and but here in america we like to make a fucking big deal out of it and it's a huge problem it's politicized and it's this and it's that and it's like i just i like as an american like i love my fucking country and i'm i mean i guess i would say i'm i'm a democrat i mean i don't even like saying that but like I just want everybody to like just come together on like some common ground. And this is what I said, like when we can go back to like talking points, like another podcast, I think it was the one with you, me and Michael and maybe Chris, when we FaceTime, we're just like talking about like common enemies of like the entire world. It's like, like global, like health pandemics, uh, like nuclear threats and like fucking like aliens, like, like what just like brings like the world together like this should be something that just like brings everyone together it's like we've got like this global health problem like we've just got to like come together like beat this shit and then we can get back to yeah. our politics and choose who we want as a president but first we have to beat coronavirus and yeah. we've got to just like hunker down like you know just bite the lip and just get through this shit as much as you don't want to and as much as it goes against what you want and it makes you uncomfortable or whatever as much as you don't want to stay home or quarantine or whatever just like just hunker down let's just get through this shit and move on but we're not going to move on at this point because everyone wants to just make a huge deal out of this we want to make fucking mountains out of anthills or whatever the fucking saying is mountain out of molehills yeah whatever the fuck it is yeah so so here's something that I think causes a lot of divide and i completely blame social media for this 100 percent, because 
when you, I, I look at social media kind of like, you know, being on YouTube, being like a YouTube commenter. Who the fuck actually comments on a YouTube video? Not that many fucking people. I don't know that many people. Extremists that, do. Yeah. The 10 to 15% of people do. And so the people who the that. The fringe. Yeah. The fringe. So the people that you see on social media, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, we'll just use the two extremes, Facebook or Twitter. You see the 10 to 15% of people who are being extremely vocal about their opinions. And so if you're the guy in the middle and you're sitting there looking at this bullshit or, or not even in the middle, like say you have a site right bias or a site left biased, and then you see these fucking crazy ass people going on there posting this like ridiculous shit, you think, because you, you have confirmation bias, you think, well, I saw these fucking right-wingers post this goddamn crazy shit, so all right-wingers all, all right are nuts. And same thing for the left. It's like, oh, well, I saw, I saw this fucking crazy-ass socialist post this ridiculous commie bullshit on here. And it's like, therefore, all, anyone who is Democrat believes, like, this bullshit. And then so... Huh? <laughs> and, then so and then so you get this group of people that... It, it just furthers the divide, at least in my opinion. That's why you get the people who are, like, so staunch Trump or so staunch uh, Sanders, Biden, whatever the hell... Because people get on there and they're like, oh, well, um, they see these fringe opinions. You are like, that is how one side is and that is how the other side is and, and whatever. And it's... In reality, that's not how it is. In actuality, most people are like us sitting here looking at both sides being like, this is fucking crazy. This is ludicrous. Yeah, but like, most, yeah. most people, if you like picked anybody, if you picked a hundred people like out of, you know, whatever state, just like across the, the country... You'd pick a thousand people and you just sit down at a table face to face and talk to them. You're going to see eye to eye on so many different things or like come to some kind of understanding. But just being able to voice your opinion, and this is something that I talked about earlier, is like we've never had like access to this form of uh, globalization as a just as a society globally. And we've never been able to interact with people halfway across the fucking planet that have widely different views or cultural beliefs than we do now. Excuse me, I'm going to burp. Woo, that's better. Nice. Like, we've never been at this point where we've been able to interact with each other as a society than we have now, and it just keeps getting further and further every day where it's... Well, what's crazy is, like, as close as we seem to be and have never the ability been to be apart. yeah yeah exactly yeah like yeah if, if you went back 50 years ago like really i guess i would say just before the dawn of the internet or maybe to get further into that just social media as a whole like most people can sit down and see eye to eye on certain things and that's how most people are now if you sit down like i don't know if you could be able to get like a staunch Democrat and a staunch Republican and you put them at a table and you have like some kind of moderator there to keep the peace because it probably I think if you didn't tell each if it, I think it would if you didn't yeah, tell that, each like, other that they weren't even affiliated with right, a certain just, party and just, they talked. You, exactly. Like, if you just sit down two people and they could be on completely opposites of the political spectrum, but you don't tell them that, like they're going to find common ground because that's what people do. Like that's how we are is that's that's humans. That's what we do. We like to come to understanding and we like to be on common ground with each other because I mean this could just be me maybe, but I feel like as a race, as who we are as humans, like we naturally want to 
kind of gravitate towards peace and well, you just, want to connect this is the human condition you want to connect exactly. with other like, people that's yeah we don't want to drive people away or make people angry but i feel like the way that we communicate as a society and particularly as a country like it just kind of it's provocative of this kind of just angry like yeah. everyone's just so angry and they want to search well, out for this yeah. reason like to what, be angry it's like what trevor said earlier with the youtube comment example is that uh the internet is a snapshot so like social media for example someone's posting wedding pictures like you don't fucking see the couple having an argument you don't see this yeah. side and that side it's a snapshot it's a glorification of whatever's being posted so it's going to be extreme. Like you're going to think too highly or too lowly of whatever you're looking at. Yeah. Well, I also think I'll let, I'll let, let me finish my point, John. And then he's been, he's been holding the mic for a minute. So we'll let him go after me. Sorry. But, um, something, something that I think is like, a, is also a pretty big issue is that we've, we've gotten people before our generation kind of, like you said, they, they could be able to sit down and talk because you know, you could do How else are you going to do it? What, well, yeah, well, that, and also it's like, you kind of knew what you could say to someone and be respectful of their opinion without getting punched in the fucking face. You know, you know what we've lost with social media? The ability to get punched in the fucking face. That's what we've lost yeah. the ability to. You got these fucking keyboard warriors who were sitting there saying like, fuck you, you goddamn Nazi fucking piece of shit bull motherfucker for, uh, for, for just saying like- You're a piece of shit you're, and you're I don't like it. Hey, hey I, um, I don't believe in the idea that like you should be- an illegal immigrant and just get to be here not pay any taxes and like you get government benefits oh you fucking racist goddamn piece of shit like whatever it's like you say that you say that to someone like talking about trump no whatever <laughs> you you say that to, you sit Build across from someone and and you talk to someone like that you're gonna get punched in the fucking mouth like and that's that's just how it is like these people hide behind keyboards and they think they can like what is it give a man a mask and i'll show who he really is or yep. whatever the fuck that saying is it's oh, like yeah. You cannot get away with saying that someone face to face. That's why there is so much violence that erupts because people think they can fucking get away with saying shit like that. Then they say it and then they get punched in the fucking no, mouth and they're like, oh, oh, no, what you the don't fuck? think you, you know, you can get away with a lot. Yeah. And, and like, I've, we have known people who like, you know, when you sit them down, they're not going to say that shit to your face. Like, like they will be able to present their opinion in a way that is like respectful to the other person's opinion while at the same time disagreeing. And that is how you should fucking conduct a conversation. But we, we have this social media, we have all this cancel culture bullshit where it's like you can get away with murder with saying shit and with there, you pay no consequences. You just say crazy bullshit and it's like, yeah, no. You say, you say that to my face, you're getting punched in the fucking mouth. That's just how it would, like, we've lost that ability. We've lost, but that, that transcends our our generation in general. Like, well, like there are people, we can't have, we can't have conversations about uh, relationships or in general, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't like to call this person on the phone because like that might be weird. So like, I just text them or like, I can't, I can't stand to see I some, I, I can't stand to see someone in person to break up with them. So I'm just going to fucking text them and do it. We have lost so much of what it means to like genuinely connect with people because of all of this bullshit. And like, don't get me wrong. I grew up in the social media age. I understand that it is much easier to do that shit than it is to actually like be a human, have emotions, stand in front of someone and say what it is that you believe with the risk of maybe upsetting someone, but you said what you had to say and you knew it was right or 
Well, I feel like we grew up in like the middle ground where it's like yes. it, it, it transitioned into like all the social media where everyone communicates through it. It's like, I'm going to break up with you through text or something. But like me, you, like all of our friends, it's like in the middle ground. It's like we want to face that person like in real life, like face to face. And we want to like tell them it's like, yeah, we don't like we don't want to be together anymore. Like we want to like talk it out. And it's like. When we talk to all the younger people, they want to be like, "Oh, uh, that, that's awkward. I don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, I, was about to say. I, I just I just want to like stay home and like I just, I'll just like text you or I'll ghost you or something. Yep. Just like completely ignore you because I don't want to like face my fears and yep. I don't I don't want to like basically come up to you and say, "Hey, like we're not a good match or what like whatever it may be. Like they they are afraid of conflict is what it all comes mm-hmm. down to. Yeah, and they have learned to deal with that through social media. Because they know that they don't have to experience that awkward moment. So they can just do it through text or a fucking DM or whatever it may be. Yeah. And that that's how they deal with everything now. Yeah. And it has made America have a fucking pussy ass backbone. And everyone in America is a fucking pussy now because <laughs> yeah. of that. How dare you? Yeah. Well, no, I, 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 yeah, I think I, I think we all can kinda agree with that, but I would just say like particularly with our age group, like uh I mean, I guess if you kind of adhere to the, I don't know, I I, I think like gen, like putting like exact like dates on generations is kind of strange, I guess. Like it, it, it is it's like it, it's all boomer, over the place. Like, yeah, yeah, like boomer Gen X, millennial Gen Z, like type of thing. Like we're like we're millennial with, and Gen Z. We're, we're yeah, like because, we're in the middle. Yeah, yeah all, middle. all of us are in the middle because we're 1995. I, I would say like with our friend group is from 95 to nine. Like, 95 no, to 97, 97 i'd say yeah i think some so, of some of like the girls were born in like 98 99 like yeah but as, as a most part like maybe like over the course of like three years so like we're kind of like both like gen z and like millennial but like we kind of we were coming of age at the dawn of social media like we were all yes. like had our myspace like bios where you fucking pick like the newest like chris daughtry fucking like music to put <laughs> in your fucking <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i fucking miss i miss myspace and i miss having when you clicked on my profile it played my fucking favorite song that's fucking dope you you click on instagram facebook fucking snapchat None of that shit does that now, and it's it's fucking disappointing. I miss when it's I... It's all broad panties and OnlyFans. Yeah, you, yeah, know, I, you know what can really bring this okay, country okay. together is MySpace. That's okay, what's going to okay, fucking okay, bring this country on. together. This, this, this is just completely like opposite of like everything we've been talking about, but if, <laughs> if MySpace was like what Twitter is now, and you had like what John said, like you're, uh, you click on a profile and it starts playing their song, what would your song be? Dude, I can't fucking pick one song. Yeah, that's hard, man. S- let it, let it simmer. Maybe we can get back to it. Something something pop punk as fuck, man. Right, I'll set a timer. Let's come back in 15 minutes to pick the song and talk about MySpace. All right, and we're back from a short break. All right, so before we ended, John wanted to discuss what our MySpace music profile would be if you clicked on our profile that was me that was chandler, chandler. oh i thought it was, that was john said that was chandler. That. It was also me. okay well john said we should talk about when we get what whatever all right so we regardless it's a good change of pace i guess good change of pace we'll try to be on a more lighthearted note for this uh, little ending portion but all right so john and chandler since you guys were the people that mentioned it why don't one of y'all go first if some if you had a myspace in 2020 someone clicked on it what would be your music Okay, uh, I'll start us off. Uh, maybe not just to get you know. I could I could probably go on this for a whole other podcast, but uh, 
I guess so it, 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 it would kind of depend on how you're feeling, but just me as a person on a page that you click on, I'm just going to have to go with my gut, and I'm going to say L.A. Woman by The Doors. Why? Uh, it's just a fun song. The fucking keys are... Any door song, the keys by Ray Manzarek are just fucking awesome. I always love The Doors. I just really connect with Jim Morrison a whole lot. I've got a fucking huge ass so portrait of him. So you want to disappear and never be seen again? <laughs> Not figure out where you want to die at 27? I mean, maybe. I'm, 27 I'm, club. Cur- I mean, I'm currently <laughs> headed at that rate, but we'll see Hell what yeah. happens. <laughs> uh, I'm going to die tomorrow. That's, how, no, that's where I'm, I'm heading. I mean, I guess I would just associate it with just some kind of like a liberation or freedom. Uh, just kind of being yourself and just experiencing things. You've got lines in there, like the, the city of night, it, just going out, like having a good time. It's like the song is just about like exploring like Los Angeles, just on like any kind of night, like in the sixties, just going out, being frivolous, having a good time. Oh, I would yeah. say at a core, that's maybe who I am. If it could go either way, maybe some other times I could pick like a more deep song, maybe some kind of like tool like lateralis if I wanted to get like Ooh. super deep or something maybe, but I would say as a whole, just like fun loving, charismatic, just energetic, down to earth person. I I gotta go LA Woman by the doors. That's me. John, how about you? Um, so I would choose Little Wing by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Now, the original song was written by Jimi Hendrix. Now, I'm not saying Jimi Hendrix did it bad or what, but my personal opinion, I like the cover by Stevie Ray Vaughan much better. It is my favorite song of all time. And Jimi Hendrix is one of the best guitarists of all time, no doubt about it. I'm I'm sure anyone that's could, gonna be a non disputable fact, probably. Yeah, I, I'm sure anyone could could list him in the top five to top ten every single time. But I'd say, I'd say top three. Yeah, I mean he 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 is one of the best to ever do it. But in my opinion, I think Stevie is the best of all time. And he's a fucking Dallas Texan, baby. And he's got a huge cock. Big fact. Austin, Austin, Texas. (laughs) Represent. Is is he from Austin? Sure is. I thought he was from Dallas. Texas, y'all. Google! He actually might be from Dallas, but I know he originated in Austin, which... Like I, he made his name. I mean, he I don't want to undermine you or anything, but I could have sworn he was from like Little Elm or something. I think I think you he died right. in a helicopter crash. I, what the very, fuck? I actually didn't know that. Yes, very tragic. Uh, where was he it born? He was born in Dallas, Texas. Know. But where was his music scene? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he uh, basically oh, made his name in Austin, Texas. Rockwall County, baby. Rockwall County represent Alex Jones and Darrow Music. Let's not let's not endorse. Now Alex Jones. you're listening to Darrow Music. I think they're both from Rockwall. I think Darrow's from Rockwall. I think so. Rockwall's a big city. He's probably from. Is there. it? Wow. <laughs> It's got like 50,000, right? Not back then, it certainly fucking wasn't. While our main man, Trev, is looking up the whereabouts of his... Oh, 
Austin, Texas. Yeah. He dropped out of school and moved with the band to Austin, Texas, which yep. he had right. more liberal and tolerant audiences. Yeah, there we go. So, he, all right. Rise, born in Dallas, moved to Rockwall County, and rose in Austin. Correct. So there we go. So I was uh, just a Texan through and through. Yes, Texas and through and through, which, uh, I mean, I am completely biased, which makes me like him even more. Hey, uh, I'll just interject here, not to uh, interrupt John, but if you have any kind of doubts on Stevie's uh, guitar play, quick listen. I think it's less than two minutes long. Just listen to Scuttle Button. That is Scuttle Button by Stevie All right. Ray Vaughan. Dub, it is your go. Well, no, if, I, I'm, I'm not done. Talking. You're don't not done? Talking. I'm not done. All right, I've lost up? my train of thought. Okay. Um, let, me, let me just... Garner it back. Well, yeah, let me just... Uh, Completely restart. So it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> completely it repeats like every word, word for word. I'll, I'll just paraphrase. So it was uh, "Little Wing" by Steve Ray Vaughan, which was originally by Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix, top five best guitarist of all time. Stevie is my number one. Um, born in Dallas, rose in Austin, which is where we're at now. Um, I chose that song because there is no lyrics in it if you have ever listened to Stevie's version. I think in Jimmy's version, there is lyrics, but in Stevie's, it's just complete music, just guitar shred, uh, just Texas blues. And when I listen to it, I just completely zone out to whatever I'm doing, and I just, I, I don't listen to the music, but I feel the music and it, it 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 speaks to me in a way that i cannot express and when i listen to it it it, it just it flows through me and when i like that's why it would be my myspace thing is because when i listen to it i i feel like that is what i try to express in words that i can't and it, it it's one of the best like musical written performances i've ever heard whether jimmy does it or stevie does it i think it is the best song i've ever heard and because there is no lyrics i think it makes it makes it more special because it is just purely music and it just speaks to me in a way that i i don't know how to explain it's symbolic well well, i'll piggyback on that uh later i was gonna literally talk about the exact same thing but let, let's go ahead and uh get to dub and trevor's choices then john I'm, I would, gl- I'd, I'm glad you feel that in the tip of your dick man i really appreciate that <laughs> oh i, I don't feel that in the tip of my dick i feel that in the tip of my fucking toes dude. <laughs> uh, oh shit no, why I, not I, both I, I feel it on the outside of my right thigh because i think john's erection is uh touching me but uh <laughs> oh, I can, for- I, oh that's what that was I I think so. It, it it might be uh you know kind of traversing. <laughs> oh, its, it, it might be kind of traversing its way over to your side of the table. But uh, I I'd like to piggyback a little bit off of what John said about the lack of lyrics in songs. But before we do that, uh, Dub, what do you got? Well, I'm piggybacking first on the lack of lyrics within songs. Everyone's well, piggybacking. Let's okay. go. Well, before we get on this uh, trifecta of piggybacking or quadrifecta, I don't know if I that's the know, right term. The let, let's let's just go ahead and g- g- just fin- give your opinion. Let's just go ahead and finish this. Dub, do, give do us you, your. Do you my- guys know no, any? Do you, Dub, <laughs> give us your MySpace song. Your your do MySpace. Do you guys know bio. any piano music? I, not really. It probably it, not by like it. Like it you, de- you it passively depends. heard I, this song. I I know quite a few good pianists. You love pianists. Ooh. 
I, I love pianists. I know quite a few good pianists. Woo-hoo. Raymond's Eric There's some Elton good pianists. John. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like classical pianists. Lay it on us. Let's go. Claire DeLune, Debussy. You got me. Okay. I know Debussy. Dude, Claire DeLune, Debussy. I guarantee if you play it right now, you all know the song. Yeah. Incredible piece of music. All right. So why? Why is that your MySpace? Same thing with John, dude. I think it's just like, it's got movements in it. It's got, it's got fucking soul. Like you don't have to have any lyrics. Nobody has to be saying shit. You can just listen to it and, and to put it in 2020 terms, fucking vibe with it. Like every time I turn that shit on. You struck a chord with all of our listeners, all 15 of them. (laughs) Hey, well, we've every, got dude, 30, okay? Every time I Excuse come back, me. every time 30. I come back to this this musical piece, like I'm feeling it differently. And then I can remember at points in times when I did listen to it and how I felt, and I think that's fucking awesome. I don't know if it represents me as a person, but it's such like I feel like it's something that you can listen to and every single person is going to listen to it differently and feel it and have a different interpretation to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what's great about music. All right. All right. After Trevor goes, I would like to sidetrack on another musical piece or that I would like to talk about. Just Trevor, you can go and I would, <laughs> well, I, maybe, I would like to go back to it. Well, maybe we can just transition into music here. We from, could, yeah. Yeah. Apart, it, apart from political talk, because I'm yeah. sure that gets pretty exhausting for the layman viewers. So, well, also, uh, also in this fucking turbulent time, I'm sure people are kind of tired of fucking hearing about politics. But it, I feel well, like sure, it, would be dis- maybe, it would be disingenuous of us to not discuss it in some form. So we probably uh, a little had a little bit too many drinks to talk about politics anymore. Well, yeah, at this, that, at this point, maybe that too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let, well, well, let's just see where it goes. So, so Trevor, uh, what would you have if? In 2020, if MySpace was as popular as it was in 2007, what would your bio song be? So I, I think it is no secret to people who know me. It's no secret to know that my music taste is like very fucking obscure. Alternative? Is it Dance Gavin Dance? It is not Dance Gavin Dance. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, I sorry, to, sorry, Jordan Holly. Shout out. I had to take a stab at it. It is not Dance uh, Gavin Dance. Trevor, I I know that you listen to some of the most weird and obscure music i've ever heard but i think that's what makes you you is you you try to listen to like under underground music and you want to listen to like what you like whether it is popular or not and i think that's what makes you you well yeah so like uh, that's good point it, uh, it, it's all objective but yeah no so like that, what do you got trevor so that's the thing is that like i I credit Harrison with most of my music taste, actually, because, like, I always had this affinity for, like, kind of lesser-known alternative artists, but we're still, like, I I feel like in their scene, we're still pretty popular, but ever since Harrison introduced me to, like, this whole new level of music, I have just been kind of, like, the people I name, no one has fucking ever heard of. There's, like, maybe a handful of people, uh... But, and I don't do that on purpose. It's just like, I will literally listen to a guy and I'll go look at his YouTube like views and he has like 5,000 views and he's like one of my favorite artists. Like that's just. I I, I get that too. Like if I find like someone really kind of unknown, I'm just like, man, I like, I vibe with this person like so yeah. hard and like only uh, X amount of people yeah. like, kind of feel that way. It, it kind of gives me like some sort of, uh, I don't know, like, I, I, I don't know how to describe it, but I. I feel what you're saying to some kind of extent. It feels kind of more personal since it's well, so yeah. unpopular that you could kind of level with this person. Right, yeah. So, like, there's that aspect of it. But, like, I don't even do that intentionally. That just kind of happens. And so what's really cool about this right. artist, 
Um, this artist is called uh, Overgrow, and they're a, they're a whole band. But they're and no one at the stables heard of them. No, exactly. That's what that was what I was getting at earlier. So like they are from uh, Ohio, and I I shit you not, they only have like a couple thousand views on YouTube. But I randomly stumbled upon them on like my Spotify playlist, and every fucking song this guy puts out like speaks to me. I just absolutely fucking love. It. I think his music is fantastic, and he doesn't have any like really like happy songs. I would say, but he put out one in early October that I have not been able to stop listening. It never gets it never gets old no matter how many times I fucking play it. And it's called Broken Things by Overgrow. And it's fucking That's it, a plug for you, Overgrow. Yeah. I want compensation. Yeah, you know uh, what? my Venmo is Oh my God. Yeah. So like I I don't know. I, I remember when I heard this song, I but literally I literally went on like uh Twitter and I retweeted like the guy that did it and I was like this is fucking awesome. Like, I love this. And the guy literally, because he's so, he's not very well known, he went and he like retweeted it and he liked it. He was like, hey, like, thanks for the fucking. Like, I can kind of piggyback yeah. on that too. I've, like, I've, I, I've, I've got that kind of uh, outreach through social media, through unknown artists. Yeah. It's really satisfying. Yeah. And so, like, and, and that made me feel really good to know that, like, you know, he wanted to engage with me, but also at the same time, it's just like, I just loved his music. I didn't care that he wasn't very well known or like this band. And so, this song, Broken Things, it, to me, like, I've always had, like, a very sad taste in music. Like, most of the music I listen to has, like, a sad overtone to it. Maybe more melancholy Yeah, yeah, more like melancholy. It's not necessarily that it's, like, depressing, because I feel like you can still, like, listen to it and, like, jam out. But, like, if you actually sat and listened to the lyrics, it is kind of depressing. And that's always been my music taste in general. That's just, like, that's kind of how I am. It's, like, uh, and so, like, some of the lyrics to it, which I was looking up because you know, I wanted to be able to discuss what it actually meant, is that it's just, like, you know, this guy is, like, one of the main things is that his head and his heart wants, they want different things. And, uh, you know, that like that, I feel like that is me all the time. I'm in this constant like battle. It's with very hum- yeah. humanistic trait. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, he's just kind of like, he's relating it to whether it's himself or the person that he's like in love with. And he's like, um, you know, he, and he's kind of like, he's kind of like coming to terms. He's like, you know, in my sleep, I found a home, a place to rest my weary eyes and and fall with you alone, put broken things together, replacing every piece. And when I finally wear down, like, will you be next to me? And it's just like, to me, that it, that really speaks to me because like, that's how I feel on the inside a lot. Is that like, I'm a very happy person, but at the same time, like there, there are parts of me that feel a little like disjointed. And I feel like that speaks to me a lot. So like, you know, everyone's got their own broken things, their own broken pieces that they have. And you have to come to turn with, terms with that. And, like, how do you put that back together in your life to be happy and fulfilled? And so, like, that is that is kind of, like, my sense of music in general. I feel like that most of the music I listen to kind of speaks to that. It's like, you know, you're happy, but at the same time, there's something about you that feels a little off. Which, like you said, is very human. But that's what that's what speaks to me. And it's like, but it's also, says it's got such a good fucking melody. And I played, this was the song I played to you. In yeah, the car I liked up. it a lot. Yeah, and that was the song I played to you. And it's just, it's just a good song to listen to in general. But it also speaks very much to me on a very personal level. So well, yeah, if you What were, was the name of the track? Uh, Overgrow? Broken Things by Overgrow. By Overgrow. Okay. And uh, yeah, no, it just, it speaks we, to me a lot. We were listening to Turnover that night yeah, too, we, right? Yeah, we were. I and, fucking love Turnover. And I would have never, I would have never found <laughs> this guy had a not like Turnover. It pops up in the same kind of like set list. Didn't you see them live too? No, I've seen like some of the bands that are related to them live. Yeah. Yeah. but I haven't I haven't actually seen Turnover Live but yeah no so that's just kind of like my style and music in general so if you were to pop up on my fucking MySpace play page that would pop up 
100%. And I wouldn't even feel bad. It's like, oh, that's kind of like emo sad boy. But it's like, you know, that's kind of me. That's my personality. Would you so. consider that? What is that genre? Like alternative? His is difficult. I would say his is like alternative. I, I mean, it's... I, it's like progressive alternative or yeah, more it's, like uh, that's classic the, That's the weird thing about like my kind of genre is like I listen to some stuff that is straight up like pop punk music, but at the same time, some of it is like turnover where it's like that dream pop. Some of it is... Dude. Straight alternative. Some is... You, you need to listen to Tame Impala. I feel like... Either. We listen to it. We listen to her. Like, yeah, the He's like the progressive alternative, yeah, 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 like yeah. new wave progressive alternative. Yeah. So, I, I think it's very your style. Yeah. Well, just kind of, uh, I guess, I kind of want to harken back to what me, Dub, and John had all said. Uh, but kind of just as you read the lyrics a little bit, uh, I mean, do you think that... I feel like that music... I mean, music is an integral part of who I am as a person. Me too. I would, yes. I, I would say like, I'm not, I strive to be musically gifted, but, uh, I kind of lack the ability to, uh, I guess kind of express that in a way because I don't know how to play any instruments. I would love to, but it's all I, effort, baby. What's that podcast over? <laughs> it's all effort. You're fucking, a god at drums and you just don't apply yourself also you don't have an actual drum set to try john rips off the microphone and drops it okay i guarantee you <laughs> if you had an actual drum set you would fucking be one of the best drummers i've ever known well i appreciate the comment uh i would like to uh you know maybe in a couple of years when the modern goonies is in like season seven or something uh we'll get back to that maybe but uh I feel like uh, by season two, Chandler is going to be top page of the, the fucking <laughs> Apple Music just just from drums alone. Yeah, all right, so apparently you're gonna in the next year you're gonna be a badass on drums. So okay, well now the uh, bar is set and I must reach it. So uh, <laughs> anyways, I uh, I would say that uh, just reading from like what you said, this is a reason why I like the Doors so much and uh, Jim Morrison as a person. Okay, maybe not as a person. He's kind of <laughs> he's kind of a fucker. But uh, anyways, but just like when you kind of idolize or you just identify with a certain like person in music, it kind of harkens back to uh, just like really like old school like styles of poetry, which mm-hmm. I really like. I've myself, I've written a bit of. I've, I've tried to dabble a little bit I've in poetry. I've written a little bit of poetry, boy. I, I've written a little bit of poetry myself. Uh, only shared it with a very small, minute number of people. But, uh, I mean, just from my personal experiences, uh, Jim Morrison and The Doors have... Well, mainly just Jim Morrison. He's kind of... Uh, he's branched out into like more poetic-like types of styles of music. But just with that style, it's uh, like... The lyrics kind of speak to you, but I also really like having anything that's instrumental, where it's no lyrics at all, only the music, only the instruments that you hear, and that's kind of why I really like Pink Floyd a lot, which is also something like I could say like also like if we wanted to choose like a bio song or whatever that like kind of represents you, like I could it just depends how I'm feeling. Like it could differ like into like something that's more like Pink Floydian. That's really open to interpretation where it's instrumental. I really like how you could listen to a long take of instrumentals and 
if you all just like sat and listened to it, you could draw different uh, interpretations of how the music speaks to you. And I feel like that's kind of how music should be, where it's uh, you draw different conclusions from what someone created, whereas more atypical lyrics, like the lyrical theme or drive that you have in a song persuades you to think a certain way or feel a certain way with the any kind of given song that you're listening to. Whereas if it's more instrumental, you kind of draw on that own interpretation yourself, which I really, I think it's kind of important to listen to yourself where it's, you know, I mean, music is more, uh, you know, self-drawn from yourself you could listen to anything and get inspired by it i mean it just goes from person to person what your taste is but i think that uh i really think there's something to be gained from some kind of uh inspiration from music where there's no lyrics and you kind of Mm -hmm. create your own lyrics from it because there's been many a times myself where i've been you know you know, a little stimulated from something and you, you know, you just feel like a certain chord just hits you in a certain way and you just feel kind of inspired to write or think or even just like feel like if you're just sitting there and like you feel it and you know, kind of like what Dub said, it's a vibe. Like you just, the certain like string of a guitar, like the drum beat like hits you like in a certain way and you just, you literally feel it and then you just kind of like think of it and the lyrics come to you. Like that's inspiration. I feel like that's what music is to you. It's art, and, man. That's what art's about. Yeah, it, it, it's it's all inspiration. It all kind of comes to you. I feel like that's really important. And, you know, I mean, we could get, like, deep into it, but I don't think we should, really. I don't think we got the time <laughs> yeah, for no. it. That's a separate podcast. But uh, it, it can get really superficial with lyrics, but I think I, I definitely lean more to instrumentals or just anything without lyrics. And consequently, I mean, that's a... Uh, I don't know the exact quote, but that's something that Jim Morrison has said too, which is one of my favorite artists of all time. The Doors is one of my favorite bands, but uh, excuse me, like uh, one of his big things is like he's like I don't want to make like a whole lot of lyrics. Like I just want to play music, and then you kind of create your own lyrics from, and you like draw your own inspirations from whatever we're playing. Like whatever I say, like that's you know that's whatever you want to take from it. But whatever the music means to you, like that's what it means to you. I feel like at its core, that's kind of what music is. So I feel like it's it really what makes you as a person. I feel like it's really awesome. I kind of, you know, it seems kind of simpler like back then. I mean, it's only like, you know, what, like maybe like 12, like 15 years ago, maybe like when I guess to get back to what, how we started, this was like what MySpace like was like when you click on a bio and it's like you hear like you click on it's like, oh, uh, Trevor, blah, blah, blah. Like, I want to see what he's about. And you click on it, and then you hear that song, and you're like, oh, okay, like, I kind of, you know, I vibe with this. I feel it, like, type of thing. Like, just, like, feeling that kind of, like, emotion or, me, like, that inspiration from a music. It, it's something that's kind of, uh, it's hard to quantify, I guess, for lack of a better term. That's why it's special, man, because it's you. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a really, an, it's an indescribable feeling, and it's really awesome. I... That's why I feel such, that's why I have such deep passion towards music and being able to identify yourself within music too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know me, I'm the same way. I'm a small-time musician. I fucking 
music is is very much a part of my identity and, and the thing i think i love the most about it is that you can take a track by someone that like popular or not like you and i are going to draw different meanings from the same exact fucking song like and that to me is probably the most beautiful thing about music is depending on your mental state where you are in life whatever it is you i will take a completely different conclusion from a song than you will and that that to me is absolutely amazing and so it, so it's funny so th- this relates to like my my musical inclination and Sawyer and I were talking about this the other day we're both musicians and he he messages me and he's like he's like do you ever find it weird that you like end up relating to your own songs and I was like well I mean like a at the same time obviously because you wrote them but b I so I was telling him I was like yeah no totally I get it because it's like I wrote this one song uh serotonin which related to this one girl in this one very specific situation and then years later you know, another another breakup, another girl, you know, comes and goes, and it's like, not not at all the same situation, but I'm sitting there listening to like my old song, and it's like, you know, there's some lyrics in there that I'm like, that still completely applies to what is happening right now, and it's just crazy because it's like that was something that I created and I did, and I'm relating to my own stuff, and it's just like that that is that is music, is that like you might write something like as an artist you might write something that has an like a very specific intention and people will relate to it in one way or another depending on where they are in their life and that to me is the most beautiful thing about music i that i absolutely love that oh yeah i mean and to get back to more of what chandler said like everyone draws a different conclusion or a different intention from music like today i was i mean it was like a long day at work and on the way home, like the drive home, I would just, I put on Pink Floyd, the Wish You Were Here album. One of my favorite albums it's of all one. time. And Pink Floyd is like top five favorite bands of all time. And big fact. Like my best part or my favorite part of the albums was basically like the first song and the last song was the shine on you crazy diamond part one and part two and it, it's because it's just only playing music like there's no words and i'm just like I'm, i've had a long day i'm super stressed out i'm exhausted and in that moment i'm taking it in as like relaxation and like comfort basically like I'm listening to it on the way home and I'm just like completely vibing and completely like in the moment. And it's just like the the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like it just, it speaks to me at that moment. And like, I don't want any any lyrics and, but at the same time, like someone, like I can listen to that. Like the other day when, uh, we were all here chilling and we had like Pink Floyd on, on the record player. And it was, it was a completely different setting. And it was just like, this is like perfect. Just like chill. Like everyone's having a good time mood. Like no one's like really listening to the music, but it's like in the background and it's just Mm. like a chill setting. It's like same song could be playing and I could be listening to it. And it's like, yeah, it's a good song. Like I'm having a good time. But, like, I listened to it today, and it's, like, I actually, like, listen and experience the music, and it speaks to me in a different way. And I, it, it's just, like, everyone that listens to it, like, always draws a different conclusion 
And I, I think that's what is so special about music. And that that's why, like, what, what you and Chandler were saying, like, with, with no lyrics, I, I, just music alone, it's like, if, if you're just straight listening to it, and it, it, it'll just, like, speak to you, and you'll, you'll feel it a different way almost every time, every setting you're in. Like, it can be different or the same or just, like, you can be, like, a party mood or you can be, like, a sad or whatever, and you listen to it, and it's going to speak to you in a different way every time, whether it be good or bad, and I, I think that's what makes it so special. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> music as a whole is, like, kind of an experience, I mean, to excuse me to kind of go back to first full circle uh, what we talked about at the beginning of this episode was uh how life is an experience music itself is kind of an experience and i think it's really kind of awesome the different kind of settings that you have yourself in mentally or emotionally like when you listen to the same track like at one point you know like kind of how john said like there's a certain vibe like when you're you know driving home from work and you know you're just kind of like man I just want to unwind and just kind of like let the day just kind of, you know, unravel and you just listen to a song and just kind of eases yourself out of, you know, whatever stress you kind of have or you listen to it at a different setting and it's like, man, I want to get pumped up and I really love this song and it's super good and it gets me, you know, fired up because it's such a good song. Like the different kind of experiences that you can draw from the same kind of track or the same kind of band is I think what makes a certain kind of band or just a type of music. I mean, really any kind that you draw to yourself makes it awesome. Cause yeah, I mean, I feel like between you and me, Trevor, like I, I don't like particularly the type of music that you listen to, but I appreciate like the kind of like feelings that you get towards that music. And I feel like as a listener, just as a person, like we agree on, you know, similar things like the feelings that we get from certain music, even if we don't like the same type of music. Like I can yeah. listen to like I don't know. I I mean, as a running like gag, like I like to make fun of like the type of music that like you or Sawyer or Harrison listens to because it all kind of sounds the same to me. But the same could be said like in a vice versa situation mm -hmm. whereas like the type of things that I listen to, like you're like well, yeah, this is all just kind of, you know, hippie, stoner, like, rock type of music thing. But it's, like, the type of chord that it, sh I mean, kind of pun intended, the type of, like, chord that it strings with you as a person is what makes it special. And I think yeah. that's open to interpretation with each kind of person. I, I feel like kind of, as an individual learning to or just experiencing different types of music and kind of like finding what suits you and what relates to you is what makes you kind of grow mm -hmm. emotionally or spiritually even as a person is like yeah finding what type of music really relates to you at a human humanistic core yeah as much as you can like kind of relate to is what makes it special whether that be through the lyrics or through the instrumentals or it doesn't matter like, yeah well something i've said for a very long time and it's something i still stand by to this day is that i genuinely think you can tell a lot about a person by the type of music that they listen to what their favorite song is whatever i think music you know people say eyes are the windows to the soul i think music is because i, I, I think i, I you can, can agree with that too. i think you can really tell a lot about someone's character what they feel inside you know their integrity what whatever it may be 
you can tell a lot of it through music, like the kind of music that they listen to. And, and a lot of it, to me, a lot of it strikes true. Like, it, you know. Maybe, maybe not even, like, the type of music or per se, like, the genre, but just, I don't know. It, it It's just a case-to-case basis, mm-hmm. really. Like, yeah. it's just, like, someone could, uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't experienced this, but, like, I'm sure there's plenty of people that, like, listen to, like, uh, I don't know, like, current, like, pop or, like, like trap rap, like, type of music that we listen to. And I'm, like, I don't like that kind of stuff. Like, I like more traditional rap music or something where I think it's, like, yeah, this is mumble. Like, this is all, like, fucking garbage, like, generated, like, shit. But, like, someone could be, like, well, no, man, like, I hear this and, like, whenever this beat drops, I feel it a, a different certain way. It makes me feel, like... Yeah. really hopeful or whatever and you know that's just the difference in people and that's just yep. like i mean maybe that's just the you know the woefully hopeful person i mean like you can just find like common ground through music too oh like, wait no yeah I, you 100 percent can absolutely. that's why i'm changing I mean, my song to ice cream paint job by duro okay i I'm, I'm down with it uh are you gonna yeah. go with the remix version or not it's a deal double r Oh, man, you're going to mm, fucking uh, give me a nosebleed from the nostalgia. All right, so we, we've been at this for a little bit, so let's let's start to wrap it up. Dub, do you have any you have any final thoughts on music you want to say before we kind of start to tie this into a bow? No, I mean, I think we're, we're all in agreement here that music is a very tasteful way to experience yourself and grow. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, so we've, you know, we, we've talked quite a bit tonight about politics you know what it says about people and then we transitioned on an off note but something that also i f- i feel like can definitely tie in you know strangely strangely relates yeah it's music and so you know we talked we talked quite a bit that this is a very turbulent time that we live in this election even though it is over it is still far from being done we still have until january to kind of figure out what the fuck is really going to happen um, we're divided, but at the same time, we have plenty of things to bring us together, such as the music that we have all talked about. So, uh, you know, I hope that people can draw something from this. I hope that there is something that we can do that really unites us. And hopefully things through the more artistic realm is something, maybe that's something that we can achieve. But I feel like this is a good kind of come back once again we have we're going to start going to an audio only format for a while we're going to test that out see how that goes hopefully we can put out a couple more podcasts than what we have currently been doing make it a bit more frequent you know be up to date on current affairs uh but i really appreciate for you guys tuning in especially after such a long hiatus um so i have been your host trevor king minor this has been chandler and john I'm glad we ended on an optimistic note. Uh, I would say to any current listeners, uh, if it's within you know the current time span we have, November, December, uh, 2020, just you know don't be so bitter and so superficial about things. Just you know try to level with everybody, and we're all gonna get through this together. And time's gonna go on, and we're all gonna you know persevere through this. But just Try to level with someone. I would say if uh, my leaving note for this podcast would be try to level with someone that you wouldn't in a normal day-to-day basis. Try to walk a mile in their shoes for a cliche term. Yep. And this has also been my good friend, W. Dan. Yep. It's been a good time, man. Hell yeah. This has been... Go get out of y'all's comfort zone. Go Go talk to strangers. See how they feel. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, John, any final notes before we leave? Um, I would just say that 
the virus is real and don't let politics tunnel vision you to believe it's not um wear a mask and when you do wear a mask it's not protecting yourselves it is mostly protecting other people don't be selfish um just be aware of your surroundings and please protect the community and society and whatever you do do not go out in a big public area and don't wear a mask because that will make COVID spread and you will lose your job if we get shut down so yep. just please be smart yep. and be aware of your surroundings and wear a mask because it does help it's not helping you it's helping others yep amen and so, Mark Cuban, 2024 VP, Luka Doncic. Let's yep. go Mavs 2021. Mm, yep. Mavs. I would like to say Mark Cuban is the next president. I will vote for him. Dwayne Johnson. Please yep. run. And also, if Dwayne Johnson runs, apparently the majority of the population will vote for him. So I... Yep. I mean, we can't deny facts on this yep. podcast. So, we yep. all adhere Cannot to facts. De- deny facts. The, my, the main thing to draw from this, Mavericks 2024. I've been your host, Trevor King Miner. These are my good friends, and good fucking night. Have a good time. Tune in for the next time. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody.